the mouth, Tim Davis. How close can I get it? Do you remember when the microphone used to be on the stand and Fuck Tim would slowly hell. retreat from it? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jesus, that was annoying. <laughs> That's uh, why we're mixing the channels individually now, so we can pump him up. <laughs> All right, are we ready to go? Uh, yes. Welcome to a very special edition of Law and Order SVU Carlton Football Club edition. We're brought to you as always by 121 Media and MGA. That's for anyone out there who says that we, and me particularly, takes this too seriously, apparently. We get, we get a lot of those tweets. We just take it too seriously. Obviously not a listener. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm fascinated by what this man has to say, what he has to offer, because your glass, Tim Davis, could be full of, full of piss, and you'd say it was half full. How is your glass full of piss? It's not great. No. E- e- even tangy. <laughs> tangy, yes. Amber. Been having plenty of vitamins and that's about the only positive thing coming out of it at the moment. It's not good, is it? It's not good. And no. you are famously glass half full. Well, um, look, I am. And, and, and long throughout this process of Carlton rebuilding, you, you saw the pieces coming together. You saw what we were trying to be. Um, and I was absolutely on board and, and, and happy where we were headed and you could see the grand plan you thought, okay, well, okay, this process is going to ask us to be a bit more patient than we thought that we always needed to be. last couple of weeks is trying the patience because I'm now battling to see what the end game is. Concerning, Tim, and when you say it, people should be concerned. <laughs> <laughs> that, of course, brings us to... The man who, if I recall correctly, Tim Davis, said, and I quote, we're winning the flag. <laughs> I did semi-agree with him at the time, but it was bold. Bom- it's Fabaganoush, the Bom- idiot. Buon pomeriggio, ragazzi. Um, I, look, I haven't lost total faith. Um, we need to get on a run. <laughs> a run of one. <laughs> would be nice. Um yeah, it's look, it's it's. I'd rather end the season well than start it well. So let's hope. I'd just be happy to play well. I'm not really. Oh, don't absolutely. care when it is. Just play well. Well, Vossi and his presser was at pains that he, someone basically questioned that, and he said, "Oh, Geelong was a pretty complete game." I no, wouldn't have said that, no, Vossi. But um, he's he's. I think he's starting to feel it. He's starting to what, just uh, unravel just a mm. little bit. He's just starting to feel the pinch just a little bit. Yep. Because whilst he's doing a very – and we'll get to this whole thing later. Whilst he's doing a um, as good a job as you can to keep a brave face on things outwardly, in the war room, things will be getting very, very testy. Absolutely. And we're going to speak about just how they need to. As the weekend said, I feel it coming. That's that's bossy. Yeah, well, it is. Um, we aren't start speaking, by the way. We're still not speaking during the week. Um, you do, idiots. Tim Davis. We're still not talking. You and I. Mm. I called you once a couple of weeks ago. You called me accidentally today when you were, you butt dialed oh, me. I didn't know it. I didn't know that I butt called. dialed me. I too. Dialed me <laughs> yeah. And um, um, yeah, you didn't answer. 
When was Obviously, that? school holiday, so I went to work a little later, so it would have been about 8.30-ish. Yeah, I was ill. Well, that's fine. But so, I did call you. you know, once in the last month. Again, I've said to you, I start work before you are on the bike. You don't start what is nonsense. Absolute nonsense. Oh, I get to work at 7.30? I do. Absolute garbage. No, I have changed my routine, mate. Why? I've just got a lot to do. Bullshit. Absolute lies, Tim Davis. Lies. <laughs> a lot of them. I don't know why you persist in filling this record, this hard drive, this little SD card on the mixer. I don't know why you insist mm, on yes, filling it with the lies. The SD card of lies. Yeah, I don't know why you do it's it. We've only SD, got, there's the, a finite, so we've only got 12 plus hours of recording space left, and you insist on filling it with oh, lies. When you said we've only got, I'm thinking, oh no, we're not going to have one of those. those moments like we used to have in previous seasons where we ran out of record time. No, that was on the old uh, H5 Zoom recorder, which is a very, very nice piece of tech, but the little SD card in that could really only carry, um, it was like 136 at a time, I think it was, it was 96 minutes at a time, and that was when you had the three inputs going into it. It would go down the more inputs you put in, recording each individual channel. So that did create issues um, where we yes. had to stop and... What's the, what's the most we went without knowing we... 40... 40 minutes. Yeah, we 40 <laughs> not recording. Yeah. And, and I reckon it was probably our best 40 minutes of. It was good, and we tried to recapture it verbatim. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't. And it was awful. Yeah. Oh, look, actually, probably, if we didn't say anything, you probably wouldn't notice, but I think we were frustrated because we were trying to put the lightning back in the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't working. I, I remember doing a year 11, year 12 English essay on an old school fucking 286, whatever it was, computer. And wrote this a really good essay. I was really, really happy with it. Got it out, and the word processor wouldn't save. And stupidly, I should have at least tried to print it. Mm-hmm. And then at least, if I, if all what I was had that to paper with the the edges with the torn, the, yeah, it was all the dot matrix yeah, printers, the dot and matrix all that sort of printers. Stuff. I so if I had have at least printed it, I would have had it. And then you just weren't thinking straight. Were uh, well, I panicked a little bit. Yeah. I was a little bit like Josh Battle, but we'll get on to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, um, yeah, uh, couldn't retrieve it, couldn't save it, couldn't find it again. How many words, you reckon? Oh, every bit of it's probably a thousand word essay. So it was. Uh, you know what's funny? Like when you're 16, 17, you're like, 1,500 words? Like, fuck that. I'll write that in 20 minutes. I think, of work. I think, I write, I think our episodes are running two and yeah. a bit thousand words. Yep. On the, the run sheet here. Yeah. Uh, it is funny how that changes. Printer DJ last week was uh, Mercury by the Block Party. Um, Ewan Morton's had a crack. He's a mainstay of this segment. Um, he's had a crack at it. My bo- oh, no. We're not, we're not recording, are we? No, we are. Sean's fiddling around with the rogue, road. Hold road. on. We're gonna, I've, we are recording. I'm just sorry. I've just pressed the wrong button. I wasn't thinking. So the roadcast has got this cool thing where you press the screen to place a marker in the record, and I do that so I know where each segment is. So, and our mates that want to scrub forward yes. know where to. So yes, I, so and if you haven't realised, Sean does give a breakdown in, in the, the episode notes. notes See, I don't know that because I just listen to it. Yeah. So, but, but, but sorry, I pressed the wrong Cause, cause button. Because you're, you're in the record. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, 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 but I, no, I, we perform it and then I just listen to it. Like I don't go to certain bits, I just ooh, listen to I it. I know, I know. Tim goes to the tape. He goes back and reviews his own performance. Born a wolf style. Let's go <laughs> Tell you what, to the video before we, before we go to the Prender DJ, sorry, just to explain there, there would have been a slight pause because I accidentally paused the record rather than drop a marker 
which I will do in a minute. Okay. Just reviewing Fab's uh, performance from last week, Tim. I don't know if you noticed. Obviously wasn't on the show the week before, made his return last week. He said more in last week's record than he had cumulatively in the previous four. He, he was a star performer. I wouldn't say star performer. <laughs> he was I, a performer. There was a lot of quantity <laughs> over quality, I thought. He had a lot to say. And, and yes, oh, look, I very rarely bring some it. of it was good, but there was a lot of it. I was, I was, I apologise publicly for the. I, I, I did listen back and. Uh, I didn't mind oh, your language. I just thought the waffle. Yeah, no, my language. The my language was, was Tim Davis like in the early days. Inappropriate. Oh, Abe Froman. Abe Froman. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> the waffle king of. I was dead set thought some of our listeners would I was have been. Say thinking, Donnybrook. Where do you live, Timbo? Donvale. 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 DU, the banana slugs. That's exactly right. Um, So we'll go now to back to, I should say. There we go. I've dropped the marker in the right spot there. The Prender DJ, you and Morton had a crack at it. Mercury by Block Party. Um, Two thoughts. Mercury is a liquid metal and we sure went to liquid against Adelaide. (coughs) That is... Deep. Deep and wrong. (laughs) Um, (laughs) His second crack is a far more scary thought that they were in a period of retrograde development on the train to round six, hoping to be proven wrong. Well, unfortunately not. No. But you're correct. We're in retrograde. We're regressing. That is not good. And David Redbear uh, said, Ratchet by Block Party would be more apt. The song, David, is Ratchet. <laughs> uh, you did clarify that. It was a play on words. I did like that. But um, That's very good. That's Ratchet's, really good. Ratchet's actually a good song, to be fair. It is now time for everyone's favourite segment. Ha-ha. I'm now. I'm not. Uh, I'm not massively crazy about this question because I forgot to write one down and had to come up with it about 45 minutes ago. Um, but I did have something open and was keeping track of the baseball. So you're ready for this question, oh Tim? Yeah. Okay. Now the caveat this week is I'm taking your lifelines away. You got none. So I just sit here and twiddle my thumbs. Yeah, you can play with your old boy. You got no lifelines. That sucks. Well, because you've been abusing them, yeah? I've been... You've used it every week. You should be able to come to me, surely. No, no. So you've got no lifelines. Deal with it. All right, you ready? I don't know the answer, sure. <laughs> <laughs> What's the answer? I don't know. <laughs> of the following four teams without a World Series championship, which has the longest drought? So all of these teams are expansion teams as well. Yep. And since they've come into the competition of the Major League Baseball, they have not won a World Series. So the series. clock has started ticking since their arrival. Yes. So all um, expansion outfits, some of them relocations actually, but never won a World Series. So which of them has endured the longest championship drought? Or technically the question is actually which team was founded first? I was going to say, yeah, really? I, I wasn't yeah. getting it until that. Start but yet. So, A... The Texas Rangers slash Washington Senators. B, the Milwaukee Brewers slash Washington Pilots. C, the San Diego Padres. Or D, the Seattle Mariners. So whichever way you want to cut it, who's got the longest title drought or who was founded first? Well, I'm going to do what I do. I like it. Let's do it. And I'm going to frame up my thinking for my answer. Excellent. Would you give me a 50-50 at no. least before I I've do it? I told you this, Tim. You, every time I – you don't even humour me. You don't even start the segment with okay. a, let me just work my way through this. You just go straight to the 50-50. Can, we, the- can we invent another category where you give him a 75%? 
<laughs> just remove our uh, 75 25. <laughs> well, look, I, I'm looking at this. <laughs> and it's a flip of the coin. You either remove three and keep one. Well, the way that I'm coming at it. Oh, I forgot to loop this audio as well. It's going to uh, be. A, you said last week. Yeah, you've got to get to that. Now, look, well, I'm, I'm looking at it. If you've got a team. Talk that, it through with me, Tim. If you've got hey, a team that you can't, in, its, hey. in its lifetime. Hey. You can't contribute here. No, I'm not no, contributing. No, you can't, no, no, you can't even be a sounding board. You can't say anything. The, the team can't just turn to the audience and look for like nods and you know winks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, coughing and coughing. sneezing. And yeah, the general. No, no, well, listen to me. Or the major, whatever his name yeah. was. We, um, if if you in your lifetime as a franchise have been able to be sufficiently poor uh, that your owners have gone, we're going to revitalise shit. We're moving. You've been around for a while. In one guise to then regenerate and go elsewhere. So I reckon it's one of the two Washington relocated sides. So it's I'm thinking it's either Texas or Milwaukee. Um, San Diego, obviously, probably a newer team. Lots of teams in around Los Angeles and all that sort of stuff. Just an expansion to be able to capitalise on a big population and all that sort of stuff. Seattle, Seattle's a funny one because they're that outpost so far. Sort of uh, what are we northwest? There's not much else in the area. They could have been around a little bit longer, just because geographically the United States would have wanted, you know, the baseball would have wanted coverage in that quadrant, so to speak. But yeah, fuck, this is what the segment's about. Seattle. The northwest. This is what yeah, the segment's but about. Fuck Seattle. So fuck them. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Ken Griffey Jr. No, no, I don't have an issue with their baseball players. It's their football team. But anyway. Is Pete Carroll still the coach? Yeah, yes, the is. old fuck that he is. <laughs> he actually looks pretty well preserved. He, he looks very good for his age. For a man of his looks, age. I didn't realise how old he was. He 20 years older than what he actually... Sorry, he yeah, looks yeah, yeah. 20 years younger than what he actually is. If somebody is. said, oh, how old is he? You'd go... 65. Oh, yeah, I reckon he'll go early 60s. Maybe even late 50s. Yeah, you go, oh, you maybe do him a favour. And, and he's say, like 137 <laughs> years old. <laughs> you might do him a favour and say, 60? Yep. Knowing that he might be 62, 63? Yep. Yeah, he is, and for a very stressful job as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, due to sheer disdain of Seattle as well, they're out. Yep. So I'm looking at Texas Rangers. I'm looking at Milwaukee Brewers. I, 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 don't, have, I don't have a want one way or another, so I'm just going to lock in B for my mate Dave Nielsen, Milwaukee Brewers. He's locked in B. The Milwaukee Brewers slash the Washington Pilots. Well, the rationale was correct, Timbo, because your deduction, the San Diego Padres, no titles since 1969 when they were formed. Seattle will be the youngest, no? The Seattle Mariners, no titles since 1977 when they were formed. But the (laughs) the oldest team without a World Series is... That's the not Texas good. Rangers. Fuck. <laughs> oh, I love it. Actually, fuck, I thought he was going to get it. I was going to be like, he's outsmarted me again. I was starting to get into Wiley Coyote territory. I like the if Brewers. He had got his way out of that. I like the Brewers yes. logo. I like the, 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 mitt. the mitt with the M. So some fun facts. The Milwaukee Brewers are the team most associated with the great Bob Uecker, yes. who served as their announcer from 1971 till last year. And fun fact about Bob Uecker. <clears throat> Uecker was he the bloke in Major uh, League? Cle- yeah, yeah. For Cleveland. Is it um, indoor, their stadium? Not initially, maybe it might be now. So what year were they? So the Milwaukee Brewers were, see this is where, so the Milwaukee Brewers were uh, 1969, they were formed. Technically they were actually formed as the Washington uh, Pilots the year before they moved to Milwaukee. 
So they had one season in Washington and then moved to Milwaukee. Um, the Texas Rangers and the Washington Senators were 1962. Yep. The Padres were 69. The Mariners were 1977. The Mariners, fun fact for those who may or may not know, they co-owned the record for the winningest season in Major League Baseball history, led by Ken Griffey Jr. and Randy Johnson on the mound. They recorded 116 regular season wins in 2001, ultimately eliminated sensationally by the Yankees oh, eh? in the playoffs. Freak of an athlete until he got injured. Randy Johnson. No. Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, Ken Griffey, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think they were both pretty good. I mean, well, Randy was an unbelievable pitcher. Isn't he about like six or something like that? He Randy went to the Arizona Johnson Diamondbacks, looks, yeah, and he yeah. went, you know, he got to the Yankees everywhere. He did. He, he made him shave his um, mullet. Yeah, he looks like a homeless drunk. He, he does. does. <laughs> he does. But he's an unbelievable pitcher. They actually had a thing the other day. They were showing people that um, some of the best and worst um, celebrity pitchers. So just come along, throw oh, the opening pitch, pitch and all yeah. that sort of stuff. And some of them are dead set horrendous. There was one by um, – who's one of our best tight ends? Who's the tight end at Kansas City? Travis Kelsey. One of the worst throws you will ever see in your life. For a guy, very athletic. Terrible. There was a docker. I, I caught only the end of it, so I don't know the full context of it. But it was the opening of the baseball season post – COVID. September 11. Oh, no, right, September okay. 11. Yeah, yeah. You're going to tell the story about George W. Yeah, and then Derek, and Derek Jeter's like, yeah. you know, you just can't come out there. You're going to you're going to cop it if you got to throw it from the you got to throw it from the mound. No, no, because he was going to throw it from the front of the mound. Yeah. Oh no, well he wasn't going to. He was, there was no indication that he was going to throw the ball from You've the got, front of the mound. But yeah. Jeter said, no, you got to throw it from the pitchers on the mound yeah. on the plate. Yeah. Yeah. And he did. He threw a strike. And he goes and and. and W said, "He goes. I want to put. I wanted to put some heat on it. It was a lob ball. It was, but it was. It was. Well, W of course zone. was the general manager slash eventual part time or part owner of the Texas Rangers for a little while. Well, there you go. Yeah. W. Um, <laughs> but for, yeah, no. The, the story for goes. For me once. Yeah. Well, Randy Shame Johnson came out and threw like a nine. Fool me twice. <laughs> A full man can't get fooled <laughs> <laughs> when he stuffed that up. He's got some absolute." But he's, he's bloopers real. He's isn't it, isn't it funny how, like, he was – it wasn't as vitriolic as Trump when he was in office, but it was pretty hot, Yeah, the, the disdain for him. And then he leaves and everyone's like, ah, maybe he wasn't that bad. <laughs> I don't know. Well, in hindsight. No, no, but just even even before Trump. Yeah. Like, it had sort of cooled off, like, ah, I don't know. How's your mate going, Timbo? My mate Trumpy. No. No, 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 no. The your, new bloke. We your don't mate, hear your about, mate's sleeping. We don't hear about Joe from no. – from yeah. Trump, from Timbo, Tim. Timbo just hates Trump. We, I don't know how many times you infiltrated our football chat with Trump. Well, and I it was like, I don't care. I didn't talk about it. <laughs> you did. You did. You sent too many no, videos. Now, I haven't introduced the. You're still backing him up. No one's backing him up. Oh, We've I don't been know. over this. No. We're talking about why aren't you having a go at uh, your man Biden? Yeah. yeah, he's average. What? He's average. He's barely alive. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Anyway, we move on now. That was good. I was I was happy that Tim got it wrong, but I was going to say how pleased, <laughs> he's, pleased he's, that it, he 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 did the very Tim. He had like a Tim istic approach. To I'll take runners up. I was happy with runner up. No, but like I said, your rationale was very good. Yeah, I'm good at and rationale. We sort of we kind of got the best of both worlds in that your thought process was excellent, but you were wrong. <laughs> but you got it wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it was very good. Hey, can I digress no. before we get into any nitty gritty? 
I just wanted to raise something, a uh, discussion that I had with Elise this morning, and I told yeah. her I was bringing it to pod, yeah. and she wasn't entirely happy about it. Okay. It's my birthday in two days. Now, that's... that's Seems like that, a strategic... <laughs> no, 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 don't worry about that. That'd make it Wednesday for the listeners. This Wheel in... Uh, what was her name? Yeah. Claudia Schiffer? No, you're thinking no, about Erica Under Siege. Under Siege. Yeah. yeah. Uh. In the cake. <laughs> Oh, that's a funny one. Anyway, um, talk, it's about talking about cakes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, Elise said uh, Elise said about three or four days ago, um, "What sort of cake do you want for your birthday?" And I and I just said, "Look, don't go to any uh, don't go to any trouble. Buy me a Mississippi mud cake from the cheesecake shop. Yeah, always a winner. Always good. Serve it with cream, ice cream, whatever." Go your hardest. Everyone will enjoy. Don't go to any trouble, but here's a very specific, specific. request. <laughs> <laughs> but but she doesn't. But but Lisa's a really good cook. She likes to bake. Yeah. So in the end, she's gone. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to buy the Mississippi mud cake. That's poor form, Elise. Just I'm, buy I, the cake. I'm, I make a couple of very good mud cakes. So she yeah. said, "I will make you one." Yeah. And this is where internally you're like, "Oh, thanks." You're and like, you're no. like, "No, just buy it. Just buy the fucking cake." Yeah. But, so anyway, she's made a decision. She's going to buy, and then she drops it on me this morning. She goes, um, "I'm going to make you a packet mix," <laughs> and I've gone like a Betty Crocker. Yeah, I've gone. It'll be a greens. There's something about it. I just thought I reckon I'm worth more than a packet mix. I reckon I'm worth the now, specific cake that I requested <laughs> several days ago. Now there is some chance over lunch tomorrow, my my younger sister, the hardcore feminist, she may knife me over those comments. And saying you'll get what you you get what you want, uh, you get what you you get, and you'll like it. But this is and you'll shut the fuck up, and you'll respect your wife. But Tim, I agree with you. So Dad told us told a story when he <laughs> but was. But you've little. respected your wife, and you. you She's tried asked to, you, "What do you want?" You've tried to unburden her and said, "Go and buy me a cake." Yeah, 100%. And then and then she sought to unburden so Kath, herself in another way. So Dad Dad tells a funny story. If she story. makes me the packet mix, I'll I'll eat it and I'll love it. But just get the cake you want. It's your birthday. <laughs> it's not like it's a random Wednesday night. And the funny thing is, I said to her, I said, you, you know what, you're awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll get you whatever cake you want. She goes, fine. Because, and this is the funny thing: is her birthday is fourteen days after mine. She's getting the packet mix. In fact, no, it's eleven days. She better be getting no, the no, packet no, mix. No, no, no. Give said, it to her. I in said, the what do you want? Yeah. She said, <laughs> no, she said she wants a white chocolate and raspberry cheesecake. Not a problem. Made from scratch. No, scratch. Yeah, yeah. And I said, I'm doing it. I am flat out doing nah, it. Ah, fuck it. Now, Get the packet mix. No, 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 no. I have to. I'm going to die on this hill. Sean. <laughs> I was going to add a line after that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm dying on this hill. I'm, nah. I'm going all out. And it might be the worst cake ever made. No, nah, But I'm making it. No, but no, but not from scratch. I can get the dead set packet mix. No, no, no. I love my wife. Yeah, but I'm not disputing that. She's she's a queen. She's a princess. She deserves everything. I think that she she, she wants. Given the story you've just told, I think she might need a little yeah, bit of I'm a wake up call. But I'm not spiteful. Yeah, but I think this is that low stakes spike. I'm going to show her my love through food. So I'll just I'll get this out eventually. The story is Dad, Dad told a funny story about when he was younger. All he wanted for one Christmas was a his uh, two front teeth, a cricket bat. Yep, a particular cricket bat. Was he 48? No, he was like 10 or something. And at this stage, Grandpa, for whatever reason, at this stage of his life, he owned like a toy shop slash sporting goods shop. Yep. And Dad said, "The all I wanted was a cricket bat. What do you want for Christmas? Oh, a cricket bat. This particular cricket bat." And he goes, so Christmas comes, he goes, and I've got like, he goes, like, he goes, yeah, he goes, I've got all this other stuff, like two and three and four other things. And he goes, and it caused this big hoo-ha because like, I wasn't happy. And he goes, you've gotten me the everything but what I asked for. <laughs> he goes, all I wanted was the cricket bat. That's it. 
All I wanted was a bike. But all you wanted was this Mississippi mud cake. Yes. Just get the fucking cake, Elise. <laughs> like, it's just not worth it. What are you doing? If it was the, if the shoe was on the other foot, it'd be World War Three. Well, but you you don't know my wife the way that I know it. No, but if she said to you, "I want the Mississippi mud cake from the Cheesecake Factory," I'd do it. No, no, and you just went. Not at all, Elise. What you want <laughs> um, is a packet mix. Is a Betty Crocker packet mix mud cake special that I'm going to make. She'd go. You're an asshole. You're a prick. What are you doing? <laughs> Just get me the mud. Get me the yeah. I agree. I'm I'm Team Tim on this one. Just get the Mississippi mud cake. Well, do, do you know who's not on Team Tim? Tim. <laughs> yeah, Tim's actually like he's actually sort of <laughs> hurting his own case here, which is weird. Well, I'm actually now now that the seed has been planted. I am going to be fascinated to see which way she rolls. So next week we will give everybody the mud cake update and we'll let you know how we go. Beautiful. Oh, okay, that's great. Um, we're going to move now on to some chatter about the debacle. At a, what, what's the stadium called now? Marvel. Marvel. At Marvel Stadium. So where do we begin? It's actually a rhetorical question because I've written out a full episode. Do not answer that. Because I'm guiding this. I know exactly where we begin. As we've done a bit of late, we won't spend too much time <coughs> on sort of the granular details of how we're playing because we can all see that what we're doing isn't working. We will talk about bits and pieces of it, but we won't really do a ridiculous deep dive. But we'll take a fairly kind of top-line, almost holistic view about what isn't working um, because it's actually more or about more than just yesterday's match, what isn't working at the football club at this point in time. Um We've actually got a really deep-seated, deep-lying malaise uh, that absolutely needs to be addressed. And oh, what's that? Oh, no. Oh, shit. That's a mid-2010s banger. Oh, we're shit again. <laughs> oh. I like this. If this becomes a theme... Oh, no. We actually get some music in a loss. Oh. I heard it. I was just like, "Oh, that's not good." This is a bit of bit of Tay Tay. Oh, it's never good. I typically don't like Tay Tay. Oh, I think she's wonderful. <sighs> she's got that look. That that's the Timbo. Your that's 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 your. Her and I would have done very well in high school. What if she wasn't interested in the swim team? Now, fucking bet you bet your bottom dollar she'd be getting you a Mississippi mud cake. No questions asked. Tay-Tay would just go straight to cheesecake shop. So that little gag there is a lesson in two things. Um, when plan A doesn't work for Vossi and co, just adapt. So that's what we're doing. When plan we A want to play work, music. I want to play 90s bangers. But yeah. when plan A doesn't go to plan... We're going to two, mid-2000s. Mid-2010s bangers or later, maybe mid-2010s to late-2010s bangers. So it's a bit of a commentary on our coaching performance and what they're doing as they sit in the box and watch Rome burn. Um, so the first topic I've got here is play to our strengths. We've spoken about this a lot. We've spoken about this a lot uh, recently. We are not playing a style of football that suits us. Um, and by us, I sort of actually mean more than just playing personnel. It's like it doesn't suit the identity of the footy club either. You know, there's there's a lot of talk about that with Manchester United or different clubs about playing a style of football that's like that suits the club and the philosophy of the club and the brand of the club and what the fans expect us to see. Yep. We're not playing a style of football that suits our personnel, of course not, but we're not actually playing a style of football that screams Carlton Football Club. And 
people might go, oh, what does that even mean? It's what we keep talking about with intangibles and sort of just, you know, things that matter and when you see it not working, you recognise it and you watch the way we're playing at the moment and it just doesn't work. So I think ultimately for us, I sit there and I watch us move the ball slowly, plodding, pedestrian, wide entries that make our forwards fan out to the boundary line. It wasn't good enough late last year when we were doing it. It wasn't good enough, um, you know, last week when we did it. It wasn't good enough yesterday when we did it. And it's absolutely not going to be good enough in spring. So the question I've got for you, Timbo, is we're not playing a style of football that worries better, more organised oppositions, and we've got enough evidence now to suggest that persisting with this is madness. I've got to agree with you. I um, I lamented yesterday how wide we continually oh. went. And, and and there was a couple of bits when I stopped. I was sitting with Brent Gleeson yesterday, one of the Shout po- out to Brent po- podcast favourites. And, and what I noticed, and I don't know if you saw this at the ground too, Sean, Ross Lyon has St Kilda's defence across the ground lined up in lines. Yep, there was about, a box. Yeah, there was about three or four distinct lines of between three and four players at, at different points along the ground. And it was almost like, it was almost kind of like a grid or a wave. Well, it's like a four-four-two when they shuffle up and down the pitch in, a, in a box. And, and and I've seen Jared Healy break down some stuff when he used to do the on-the-couch stuff or whatever he did. And he'd look at West Coast when they had a really good team and he'd sort of draw a ring around the four or five closest players to where the ball was when they were defending and where how they'd all move together and all that sort of stuff. And you thought, there's a really good exercise to be done with what Ross Lyon is doing right now um, and the way that they're setting up and the way that they're defending. But if after five minutes I can see that, then I sure as shit hope our football team was aware of it. And clearly when you look at the way that they set up, they're saying either kick around us or kick through us. And very, very, very rarely, like we were happy to do our little 15-metre dinky kicks here and there, but not really taking the game on. We weren't even but, prepared but, to but test we, the perimeter of it. Well, we, we, we never tried to find the hole in the middle. Because what you do is you, if you want to go wide like we were trying to go wide, you're yep. testing the wide edge. You're testing the perimeter of it yep. on whatever boundary side you are. And you're testing your own skills. No, but not even that because if the ball – if the idea is that if you lose possession, it goes out of play. And Correct. It's, it's a, it's a throw-in or a stoppage. But it's we didn't even seem prepared to do that. Yep. We didn't even seem prepared to go, not too many bodies out there. It's a one-on-one or it's a two-on-two. Mm, where's the nearest guy to make it a three-on-two? Yep. We just didn't do it. Nope. We just weren't prepared to do it. And I think, Fab, the next question i got for you, whenever things do come together for us, it feels like it's actually in spite of the quote-unquote plan or what the coaches have actually asked us to do. What we benefit from is a moment of opportunism or panic or individual brilliance or a a bit of pace on the game. Improv's a great word. Mm. Harry's one-handed mark when we moved the ball at a fucking snail's pace and we required him to take a one-handed mark deep in a pocket. With the fly of the ball. And you're just going... It's an unbelievable mark. Jesus, yeah. you know, extraordinary stuff. It's low percentage, unrepeatable, unreliable rubbish. Absolutely. It's reliance also on individual talent. And for periods, we get away with it because we do have that, those top six players I, of our I, side are. I think it's more than that. Uh, a very capable. We're going to talk about this later. And, um, but. Unfortunately, 
and we spoke about this last week, it seems that we're playing a game plan or we're, we're, we're playing a system or not playing a system, we're a game plan that's talent-based and not system-based. It's what it feels like. And so as with the second half of last year, and yes, we copped a lot of injuries. And at the moment, we have injuries in certain areas of the ground. Whilst it shouldn't, whilst there's an excuse for it not to be performing at its optimum, a system should be performing. We well, don't have a system. Well, well more importantly... So when you take talent out... But when you, you can be losing because the team's, the opposition's better or better. they're taking opportunity, but you see the system. Yep. And I'm not really seeing There's no the system. system. But the system, as you said, it's trying to circumnavigate anything that the opposition puts in front of you and think that you're going to be good enough to be able to go via the cape and pressure oppositions. <coughs> Vossi, even in his presser yesterday, still seems to think that the issue is efficiency. Well, we were more efficient than they were. No, the issue is ball movement. The issue yeah. is pace. So it's not efficient. And it's a concern if he's misdiagnosing and, the issue. And, and there's a difference, and I said this last week, I don't care that we play different to other sides. Yep. There's a difference between tempo and speed. Yeah, we don't we don't have that wave running game, but you still have to control tempo. Speed of ball movement. We are painful to watch. You know what we didn't even do yesterday that was frustrating? Yeah, we're kicking across doing a C shape and trying to widen the ground. Which and that's fine. fine. That's yeah. fine, not a problem at all. But you know why you do that? You do that to either get the ball out to the wing quickly or to stretch the ground and go up the middle. Yeah. To to get people but out of position and find once, an avenue. And we did neither. But no. when when we start sweeping, there's no secondary movement to create the option. So once it goes to the other, it's just movement from one side, one half back to the other. Yeah. And then what? It's the I'm same, do it. same crap that we've got on that half back. I'm going to do it, Fab. I'm going to do it. I'm going to mention the name, Lockie O'Brien. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with it, listeners. Strap in. So we play the Eagles this week. We should beat the Eagles. Who knows what we're going to serve up over there? Who knows how that's going to play out? If we don't. Serious issues. But what I'm going to say is, this is where, if you're ballsy enough and brave enough, this is where you try something and you be, you know, you be you're prepared. Oh, someone's at the door. Someone's, what's happening? I think they're at the wrong office, Father Ganoush. Give me a moment. Oh, hold on. Are you three, uh, Timo? Yeah, you are. You're three. Oh, what's going on here? Um, so, what was I even talking about? The Eagles. Lucky O'Brien. Lucky O'Brien. So the point I'm going to make here is... Why can't you hear yourself? Can you hear yourself now? Uh, yes, I can. Oh, here, I accidentally muted you and not Fab. There you go. I usually have you in three and Fab in two. That's just the way I've done it forever, and I've not done that this week. There we so go. So the point I'm making with Lockie O'Brien is... So we play the Eagles next week, a little bit lower on down the table, not as challenging as the Crows and the Saints have been. Be prepared to do something a little bit different. Basically say to Lockie O'Brien... He's not Nick Dacos. I'm not saying he's Nick Dacos. I'm not saying he's Harry Sheasel, who's done this role really, really well. He's a beautiful kick of the football. Everyone will hang on the one kick he, he munged yesterday. And you yeah. go, fine, it's one kick. He's a good user of the footy. Let him be the guy or have him be the guy that distributes the ball yep. off halfback. Absolutely. And empower him to go, you know what, mate? 
we I want you to take the low percentage kick or the higher risk kick because you're a more skillful kick. You're not going to hit them all. And at least West Coast is less likely to damage you. Yes. But at least if you do it... Have a look at it. And it comes off 40% of the time and it sets us up and we get to move the ball. Have a look at it. See what it looks like. And it, I've spoken about it having him take kick-ins as well. Yep. And, and look, we might revert when Sard and Doherty come back. Maybe. 100%. But, but in their absence, and you've got to do something different from a personnel perspective. Maybe you'll learn something. What are you going to do instead? Exactly right. Maybe you'll learn something. And starting him sub seemed odd. But... Even little things like Nick Newman, he's, he's not a bad kick at the football. I'm not saying he's, he's a bad kick. And neither is Mitch McGovern. Neither but is I Mitch McGovern. I, I don't think they need to be the, the, kick in. The, the kicker. Yeah. And even Saad. You go, I'd much rather Adam Saad be the release off half back oh, after the kick in. The kick to the big, the handball receiver, yeah. the run and take it on. Lockie, take the kick in. You're going to have a bit of space to either chip it short, run off. Nick Dacos is a pass master at the kick 40-odd up the guts, one, two, and you're on the wing. Yep. There's no reason why Lockie O'Brien, who's a good kick of the ball, particularly given the absences that we have just at the moment and the opportunity for a different role like that, doesn't have to be accountable for a man, just be that release kick, just be trying something a little bit different that makes the opposition think of something a little bit different or have to deal with something a bit different structurally. Because yep. if I see us do one more kick to the point of the square, just on usually it's on the right, or yes, it depends, on the boundary side, <clears throat> on the bench side, I should say, sorry. If every team knows we're going to do that, and we've done it for weeks, and you're just going, you're going to have to mix something up here, guys, because it's the most telegraph play in football at the moment, and Carlton are going to kick the ball out to the big pack standing on the um, bench side of the ground. Yep. It's just infuriating. Um, the other thing I've got here is that our style of play or methodology, we've spoken about it, for a little bit now, um, it's actually seriously hurt our scoring power. Yeah. You know, we've kicked fewer than 10 goals in six outings, in four of our six outings. Um, and in those games, it's felt like we've actually had to rely on, whether they're there or not is immaterial, but we've actually had to rely on free kicks, 50-meter penalties. And I think the, the majority of those free kicks have been there, where you yep. look back at the replay and go, yeah, that's a hold or that's a high. Or, but we're still having to rely on the, the umpire's whistle. And, and that's just that is not tenable. That is not sustainable. That is not reliable. It is. It's an enormous concern. Like from yesterday, to, I don't know if you can remember another one, Tim. But from open play, where you just went, "Oh, that's good football, well done." Um, we had Motlop's kick up to Chera in this in the squared it into the middle of the fifty, and Chera took the mark and played on, um, and then sort of yeah moved moved on. Um, we had. Oh, what's going on here? Oh, what's happening here? We've got a special guest. Very special guest. Oh, you're you not on. Muted on. Him I've again. muted him. Not <laughs> on. Am I on? You are. You are on. Yes. Yeah. Good afternoon, boys. Tony, how are you? This is good. Very good. good. This is exciting team. stuff. Fabian just disappeared for some time. What's going on? Oh. Oh. Just to pay you a visit. They've paid an unannounced visit in the middle of the pod record. This see. Okay. Well, we yeah, well, off the cuff, I suppose. We'll just ask, how do you think we're going then? I don't think we're going too good at all. <laughs> well said. <laughs> <laughs> now, I watched the game yesterday, and I was so 
really worked out. I was really upset because looks like we got no system whatsoever. Mm, we're just talking about that. And uh, I don't know, passes, they go astray everywhere. Mm -hmm. Which other team, they pinpoint the play they want the ball to it. And we look all over the joint. Now, personally, I'm not going to state a bit. We're not going to muck the eight. Oh, well, your son That's has made it. several statements throughout the course of this season. He says we're winning the flag. No, no way, no. Mm. no. And, and how far off are we, Tony? If, if it's not this year, yeah. when is it? <laughs> Tim, we, uh, we've been rebuilding for the past 25 years. Looks so, so who on our list is part of our next premiership team? <laughs> Oh, I've got no idea at the moment. But Probably who's not. Who's not on the list? I'm still, I st I still uh, thinking about it. Okay, Fabian Reckens is an inside midfielder. We got Patty Dow, whatever the name I think is. <laughs> yes, yes, Patty Dow. Dow, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's getting between 30 and 35 possession of every game. So, sorry, can I and just... We still, sorry. Uh, That's all right. We still play... Um, O'Brien, okay, he's a wingman, okay, but he's hopeless. Oh, you he's don't want to listen to the last five minutes then. We're just pumping Lockie O'Brien up. <laughs> well, so well, can I just clarify, is Fabian pumping Paddy Dow up to you? No, 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 it's my view. Oh, good. No, 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 that no, would no, be no, awfully hypocritical. I, I've, been, I've been saying it to him for a long time. but yeah. it's, it's You can't my, talk sense into him, can you? No, that's my view. That's no. my view. Yeah, no, I mean, anyway, that's... I don't think we've gone too good at the moment, so... What would be the first change you would make if you were down there this week, match committee? Oh. Whether it be player, like personnel or some structural things? I think it's structural thing. For start, I think we should have a, a game plan and stick to it. Mm. I think we right? are, though. It's just bad. Nah, we, you watch the game. I'm sure you watch the mm. game, Sean. And I think we were all over the joint. Not that St Kilda was a better team than us. Don't get me wrong. They were not. No, they but, aren't. But defensive team win games. If you said the St Kilda players like yesterday, they will go up and down, up and down. And the passes, they will pinpoint to the exactly where they want to go. Mm. We, I mean, most of the time, even um, uh, yeah, number withering. Yep. With, I mean... Sometimes you mark the ball, no, he's punching, punching, but it's not how you do it. He's actually a bit of a microcosm of um, a team in crisis because yep. there's a few instances yesterday where he would just normally mark the ball. He's not confident. No, I don't think so. Uh, but in, it's weird though because he could mark it. Well, that's right. The way he's attacking and launching and timing, he's well, sort of going, why don't you just mark this? I, I don't think he's trusting his teammates. And, I agree. And, and that's, not a, that's not a slight it's on him or his teammates. But I think he is good enough that if he summed it up and said, I'm just taking this, I think he would. And the fact that he's not... Well, hopefully that's a chat that he can have with his line coach well, to say, so. for hopefully the guy just goes, fuck, mate, just, just mark him. And even Lewis Young. Yeah. I don't expect Lewis Young to take as many marks as what no. uh, Wiedering does. But only in the last quarter did he actually clunk one and finish his work because he flew for a few mm. and would get the first grab, not hold it, and then... Look, we were at sixes and sevens when the ball hit the ground and, and St Kilda's smalls cut us to ribbons. Um, but any time any of our key defenders weren't holding those marks, you know, Ross Lyon and his mates were rubbing their hands together because they thought this without, is fantastic. Without yeah. Doherty and Saad there to... 
Absolutely. And, and that's, that's the caveat on the result that says what we were missing was exactly what we needed in that instant. Timbo, I've we got the caveat been, to we, your caveat. We sh- <laughs> we're <laughs> you never can't, fit. You can't it's, double stamp as no, double stamp. But we're never fit. We're never fit. There's always someone missing. No, 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 no. And I, not just yeah. like a fringe guy. There's always someone good missing. And I know it, a lot you of You have to injury. find a way. I no, agree. But, we, but this is the thing. We've always got these issues. We've every, like nothing changes. Mm. I think, I think, boys, we got the team to get forward. But like a team said, they don't trust each other. They don't. Uh, I, I, I got no idea what the. Yeah, I mean, even like you said, Withering should doesn't trust his teammate. Yeah, but he should. Well, and that, then we got. Well, that kick on the forty-five into the yeah. corridor. That's about. It's about making a fast decision, a good, fast decision, and trusting the bloke that you're kicking it to, and the bloke who's being kicked to uh, being prepared to work hard enough for his mate to make sure that he does his job as well and that he doesn't bring the guy undone by fumbling the ball in the corridor and costing us possession in the worst place on the ground. You've got to want to do it for your teammate. And there, yep. there, there's at some point at either end of that equation – Something is breaking down. We're, we're, we're not prepared to do the kick, and even if we do, we're not coming up with the ball. I think it's an instinct thing. I think that his instinct potentially is to go quick, but he's probably second-guessing himself. Am I now operating at a tempo higher than everyone else on the field in the Navy jumper? I want to go quickly, but does anyone else want to go quickly? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, I actually yeah. don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, the GWS way is, yeah, we all want to go quickly. That, that that's the way that they're doing the Timbo's or- orange. No, 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 the orange tsunami. Whatever is. it's called, that, the orange that, tsunami. That's what, what it a is. Wank. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, might be boys. I'm an old-fashioned guy that I've been watching football the old timers and the long time. I think we're missing the Carlton team. Uh, a dive Rhys Jones. We need a thug, do we? With someone to protect our little guys. Because at the moment they've been pushing and shoving all over the joint, and nobody protect them. Yeah, we're all a little you bit, know? not up for a scrap, yeah. we're just a little bit concerned with <laughs> ourselves rather than each other, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, that's my view. I'll give it back no, that's, to that's, that's Tony. Tony, thank you so much for joining us. We love any part you play in this podcast. It is sensational, my friend. You're welcome. I think that might be the first time we've actually ever had Tony on. Well, we've had him on the phone. but oh, We had him on the phone, but... Uh, uh, that was a while ago. Yeah. Haven't had him in the cans. He did get comfortable. He was. He didn't want to be a part of it, yeah, and all of a sudden, he. Stop talking, Tim. <laughs> okay, boys. Excellent. Thank you, Tony. See you thank later. you for swinging by, Tony. Thank you. Bye bye. That, that show just took a little bit of a detour. There, it was a lovely in the end. I was like, "What the hell's happening here?" Let's get back to pumping up, Lockie O'Brien. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't have to be in the room for this, Tony. <laughs> We're just saying that maybe they could get him to take some kickouts. All right. Goodbye. 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 So Faber is going to re- uh, rejoin us here. Got that was great. Guadagnolo out, Guadagnolo in <laughs> off the subs bench there. We've actually just subbed the sub. When you said someone was here, because could, you could see that the was that, feet. Uh, who who I'm was like, it? That, that, that could be my mum, but usually I see then dad's feet kind of. That wasn't your mum though. That was my mum. Has she done her hair? She'd done her hair. I have no idea. What are you talking about? She looked like she had red hair. No, it's From light, where I sat. Light brown. Light brown. Yeah, no, that was mum. But doesn't she usually have black hair? 
Not that I know. I've not paid attention. Fabian's I'd... looking at me for some kind of support. I'm going, I don't fucking know. Her hair no- is normally darker than that. Oh, I'm not sure. Maybe she's had a rinse. Maybe. The point I'm making, we just got back. <laughs> in terms of our ball movement, what we were talking about earlier, but in terms of actually conjuring or fashioning opportunities that don't rely on the umpire's whistle, we're just saying whether they're there or not, we are very reliant on decision-free kicks at the moment. Yeah. And the majority of them are there, so mm. we're not getting dud calls or anything. But from yesterday, I remember Motlop square up to Chera in the middle of the 50 when he played on and kicked the goal. Yep. And then Durden had a crumb in the third quarter where you sort of went, oh, that's that's – Good read off hands, good gather, you've gone in and finished your work. Yeah. Other than that, it's like, yeah, free kick, yeah, he was held, he was scragged, yeah, yeah, yeah. 50 metre pit, whatever. You just go, a lot of it is, it's, that's not encouraging at all. That's Well, if we had a pineapple day, and, and a lot, I know some Kilda yeah. supporters complained, but they were all there. They were all there. There was panic, and it, it actually looked like a Carlton Football Club that had shown a lot of vision to umpires and said, look, a couple of our big boys are, are, are getting really scragged here. And if you're honest about the way you want to umpire the game, there needs to be a few more whistles. And I reckon there was an overcorrection. And that was to our benefit. We kicked a few goals, as you said. But I tell you what, you know, when, when the word came down that we were well ahead on free kicks, that last quarter and a half, there was no way that we were going to be getting anything of substance from the umpiring. And, and St Kilda got a couple of cheapies, but that was by no means the reason why we found ourselves on the wrong side of the scoreboard, that the job was done by mm. that point. So here's a, here's a question for you both and anyone listening. When was the last time – I don't even want a goal. I just want a shot at goal – that we had a shot at goal, set shot, that has come from a lead and a hit-up? Uh, we actually had one a couple of weeks ago. Um, Is that the Silvani one? Maybe. Against North, but people did laugh. Delivered it inside. You 50. just laughed. And just went, I remember it because everyone just chuckled. You just went, "Yeah, yeah, they, it's a pretty easy game at times, boys." Yeah. Lead, Mark. Lead. But because we don't move the ball uh, fast enough, Fab. We don't move we it direct allow, enough. That's right, and we allow oppositions to so clog an area. The, the note I've got and, here, and about we don't that. dominate the danger, dangerous areas of the ground. No, we're, we're going. And do you know what else we don't have? Possible. And outside of Sam Doherty, and I think, I believe, I haven't seen it an awful lot, but I think Blake Akers has this in his arsenal as well. Back in the day, this is when we were really bad, we always had that Zach Tui, I can I can leg it from 60. Yeah. We can't get through this, through structure. I'm going to leg it from – we don't even have that. No. So opposition, the, oppositions, no, we'll give you that area because you don't have it. Um, Lucky O'Brien could. Not, nah, not from outside 50. On the run. Not clearing – not clearing – Someone he did against line. GWS last year. He, in fact, it might have even been a set shot from outside 50. Yeah, but there was a tsunami. Tim. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that day. Um, <laughs> oh, tsunami's water. It's not wind anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there's there the there a little bit of wind, technically speaking. Um, so we joked a couple of weeks back about Jose Mourinho's philosophy about possession. And we aren't a terribly skillful side. We're not skillful enough. We're nowhere near skillful enough to want 446 disposals in a match. Because all that is... We're not Hawthorne. All that is is way too many opportunities to turn the ball over, to invite pressure. And teams are happy to give us the ball because they know we'll give it back to them. Yeah. And it's you watch it and you go, for me, it's not about playing like Collingwood or Richmond back you know, four or five years ago, but it's about recognising what we do and don't do well. And ball use isn't really a strong suit. Trying to pinpoint, trying to thread the eye of the needle, that's not us. We don't have the cattle to do it. 
they don't have the skill set to do it. So that we continue to try to do it is just extraordinary. I don't know what we and for yesterday to finish up with nearly four hundred and fifty touches. It's like an was it eighty more than St Kilda? Do you know where we look? You know where we look good. It's just ridiculous, mate. Plus eighty six. Ridiculous. Where I see us looking good, and if we played at with a bit more tempo, when it's congested and those tight in ball handball, especially with Walsh, Kennedy, Cripper, we do that very well. That we're in looking tight to, work. We're, we're looking to release the one, and and again, yeah. But even we, then, we don't have the one, mate. We don't have the guy coming off the back of the contest, the back of the square, facing goal. Yeah, it's it, it's the old line of we're a stoppage team. And so in tight, when the when the the heat is on, we can find a way out. We say we're a stoppage team. Can I just yeah. come in on you? Come, you know, you, you're far out. I'm get, making making it worse. You actually had it right. I um, didn't say you wanted to come on him. No, yeah, <laughs> what or bust a nut? We're a stoppage <laughs> team. Yet we've got this call, and it seems that that call is the only call. And I know the media keeps going on about midfield mix, midfield mix. They're not wrong. Who else are we rolling through there? It's not about – for me, it's a bit – we've got a lot of guys who can get their hands to the ball. That's fine. That's good. But it's actually about having a structure that then allows the release. And I don't think we necessarily do that. You look at the number of times we get the ball facing either the wrong way or 90, you know, 90 degrees. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I get it. You, you look at it and it's actually – you'd be staggered how often at best we're facing like the wing. And, and I think also, <coughs> if there's a glut of players in the middle of the ground and we do two or three quick, fast handballs and then there's the release handball out the side, the opposition have got players lined up ahead of us that is forcing us to do that, you know, extricate ourselves from yep. traffic. It just goes to a guy that has maybe five metres more space, which is probably two strides once you're running forward and the opponent then comes to meet you as well to be able to make the decision that needs to be made. And if he's not the guy that's the great user of the footy, you're still banging it long inside 50 mm. and it's still just another form of a dump kick. And that's why this... And, and, and that doesn't advantage us. But that's why we, we're heavily relying on the 666. Because you, we get, are. you get a bit more of that, Absolutely. that space. So you get an instant, an instant chance to be able to take advantage of the opposition either by the mark that ends up coming or the panic from the defender that ends up coming and you get a shot on goal. So we actually could segue, speaking about midfield, a concerning element out of yesterday was that our so-called plan A was actually sort of all right. Sort of working. And and the effort and the intensity was there. So I thought Pitto did all right on Marshall. I think that was a break-even sort of contest. Marshall, I think, kicked the goal. but I think think Pitto did negate Marshall. Yeah, I think in in the ruck they were sort of all right. Our mids were okay in clearance. When Owens went in there... I think he gave him a bit of a different look. I think he was a bit more agile. Yeah. But I think like our mids were okay at clearance. I think we broke even. It was like minus one, I think, in total clearances on the day. I think we were plus four set of bounce clearances. We had that game sort of working okay, but it actually amounted to nothing because everything else around it wasn't working. Mm. So this idea that, oh, the mid game, once they get the mid game, once they get the mid game, well, the mid game was okay, but everything else around it fell apart yesterday. So the question for you, Fab, is, and we'll talk Ross Lyon a little bit later, but the frustrating thing from yesterday's result was watching the Saints play the style of footy that we should be playing. Oh, absolutely. They were strong in the A1 and D1 phases. They created delay with pressure on the contest. They supported their defence with a plus one. They lengthened the field for their forwards and their smalls to run into and control that front half of the ground. A lot of space in behind them for them to lead into. 
but we'll just move the ball at a snail's pace. Yeah, yeah. It was fr- it was so frustrating, and like I said, when the, when it's not there, don't move. I, I people just want to move it quick all the time, and you can hear the crowd getting restless. And there's times where you can't, but there's other times where it's like we've had players on, and we just don't move. We don't move mentally. It's like we're not switched on to get that. That tempo going. It was all tempo based. Well, I had an idiot behind me that I had to listen to as well. Oh, Brent's not that bad. <laughs> and uh, and you were probably getting the tweets from similar sorts of people. But it was like we'll have switched it one way and then we've come back the other way. And this guy's screaming, kick it in the middle. And it's sort of like there wasn't an option there. Like there, there are times. That's right. But, and, but and, why isn't there an option there, Timbo? Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, no this, this, this full. Yeah, he's been, he's been well, exactly it, it, that. But he knows what he wants to see, but he's not saying, "Oh, Jesse Motlop is open, kick it to Jesse Motlop." He just said, "Kick it into the middle." Mm. It's like, well, there was no option available. But the thing is, we have, especially since getting Blake Akers, who I'm, I'm loving at the moment. I reckon he's playing. He's he, doing, he's he'd playing be up there role. in our BNF. He's playing his role absolutely. We he's have got a massive heart on for this guy. His work rate is phenomenal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see it. No, I do. Yeah, oh. I, don't I, I, I can see. I think, put, he's, I think he's in been, everything. I think he's been okay. No, what I see I when feel like he, Roy Keane, he's done all right. When I see him play, <laughs> Sean, do me a favour. He's doing um, when he does a couple of things in a game. My thought process is, thank God we got him, because if we exposed somebody else to what he was asked to do there. We couldn't do it. Yeah, I don't know about 36 that. touches, 664 metres gained. Touches yesterday, completely irrelevant. 664 metres gained. What did it amount to? But he runs defensively no, 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 as well. That's nothing. No, like, you, like you you you're only looking in the office. Yesterday, yesterday, yesterday we were horrible. We had the six highest <coughs> yeah, possession getters on the ground. But yeah. you can't – Blake Akers and Adam Chera. Don't I, even – don't put Blake Akers in Adam Chera. He was great yesterday, Chera. Adam Chera was phenomenal don't, yesterday. Don't put – Akers was okay. Now, my point is – we are we're spreading wide, but we're just playing there. Yeah, that should be creating space to go into the middle. Absolutely, because oppositions aren't just there going, yeah, use the wing. Because if the oppositions just clog the middle, we would go down the wing with a lot more efficiency and get it inside forward fifty quicker. Yeah, we don't. But they're not. Expo- they're with us. We don't create and then expose space, or we don't create. That's work, Rachel. Um. No, you need to work. Okay, maybe it's it, it could be. It's a combination of things. We don't reward the run. We don't reward that just nut busting effort to find that space to run into the channel. If you're going to put the ball wide, that means there's a heap of space from between where the ball came from and where it is now. And you've got a yeah, it's a little bit of work, right? But it's also that intensity and that imagination and the urgency then to go. Okay, but sometimes you've got to have. Your mate Mark Murphy, you've said this before. What was your favourite thing about the way Murph kicked the ball? He made people run to it. Oh, kick it to space. He'd kick it to where the guy needs to be. Needs to be, yeah. But we, Your mate do Blake we... Akers, if he was so fucking terrific, oh, mate, look, he'd be look, doing look, that. Look, I'm not here to have a fight with you because you jerk off five possession Lockie O'Brien and Blake he was Akers. He's sub in fairness. He's had five possessions where he's played four quarters too. 
Blake Akers has come in and done a role, and I think one of those wings is a tick for us. I think no Blake. Doubt. I think Blake Akers is symptomatic of the shiny new toy that every club has. Uh, that you get a new recruit, no, I think and he's, then ultimately they're the panacea to whatever the perceived problem was. Nope. I think he's been fine. I think he's been. I okay. think he's been very good this yeah, this season. So we'll put okay. it this way: in the games that we've won, do you think? Uh, do you think Blake Akers? Because Blake yes, Akers' there, recruitment there, has been a success. There's system. There is application. There's all that. Then there's player personnel, and we very rarely on this podcast like to dig in and say he's not playing well. He's not playing because we're we're trying to be more than that. Well, and when you got twenty three guys playing across a weekend, plus plus but, plus reviewing how things have gone in the VFL every now and again as well, like not everyone's going to play well. Like people are going to have bad weeks for whatever got, reason. We've got a lot of players that are playing at the moment who, who are just going. They're just going, but they're also not providing us with anything. How much different would yesterday's result have been if Blake Akers didn't play? In that respect. Not at all. Yeah, if it was Matthew Cottrell that no, played his role. Not at all. There'd the, be no the, difference. No, but then as you say. But you need someone to do it. Who, who, who has the ability to run like he does? Yeah, Cottrell, with his fit. Nah, I'm just saying, mate, I keep saying, I keep Ollie saying, Hollins is busting mate, his guts. I keep saying it. I'm not saying that Blake Akers is shit. Effectively nothing. I'm not saying Blake Akers is that, shit. I'm not saying he's been no good. I'm not saying he's been, no he's he's been a bad games. pickup. What I'm saying is, I think as a fan base, we just need to pump the brakes. Got the shiny new toy syndrome. I think we need to Christmas, pump the brakes on other things. He's got the Christmas. He's got and the, your boy's one of them. On who? Fucking Lockie O'Brien. I'm not playing Lockie O'Brien for kick-ins. I don't give a shit. I'm not playing Lockie O'Brien because he's a good kicking. No, we no. We'll, but what, what, is, what, what does he provide? Before. What what else does he provide us? Run. And, and okay, Timbo. Boys. Ollie Hollins is providing us run. You, you've you've just said for us to be able to create space, we need people with work rate. He's going to pro- provide you with work rate, and work rate doesn't mean that you get the ball. Work rate means it's, that you might create space for somebody else to get the ball. I, and, I appreciate and if, and if we that. Don't have enough people. If we don't have enough other people that are doing something to create something for us, then we do have to change the personnel okay. I think around until we and get the, point the we right made earlier, sorry, type Fab, of the person. I, I Fab, agree. You missed this earlier. And I think he's been given opportunities. From as the starting as sub, sub four weeks in a row. He, st- around, he started in round one. He's, no, been, sorry, he's, been, he came four, he's been at least four times. At been least the sub, four times. And it was dropped the week other, the other week. So what we're trying to say, we said this with Lockie O'Brien, you missed it, you're out of the room, mm. just to catch you up. We said we play the Eagles next week. Sar's probably not going to be there. Touch and go. Doherty definitely won't be there. Yep. Have him be – I'm not saying he's Nick Dacos. Have him be the guy off half-back that distributes the ball off half-back. Try it. We're playing the Eagles. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 look, I'm willing to try. If but you're not prepared – If we we're need not prepared to. to roll the dice against a team like the Eagles and just go, you know what, mate, we'll have a look at it. Let's see what it looks like. Because at the moment what we're doing in its place, playing Matty Kennedy – on a halfback flank. Mac, oh, thank God you, this God. is raised. Matt Ken, I like Matt Kennedy, and Matt Kennedy is can be a pressure forward when he's down there. He's a big body. He can try and lock it in, which we're struggling to do. How is this bloke ever on a – he took a kick in yesterday, or at least got the ball to take a kick in, and I went, what the fuck is Matt Kennedy doing in the back line? But again – It's not his go. But this is no. what I mean about a kick in, a, a dead ball situation – if Saad's there, fine. If Doherty's there, fine. If you've got Nick Newman's, again, not a bad option to take the kick in. Mitch McGovern. Mitch yeah. McGovern. Again, again. I'd prefer to have those guys a bit further up the ground yep. for the next phase. What I don't Just understand. Just have a look at it. Yep. Now, this is, um, this, you know, this is my weekly Collingwood jerk. Um, no, no. You, you need a sting. No, no, no. <laughs> 
Collingwood. I get no, no. that. Nick Dacos, right? For, for all the, he's, the criticism he cops is fucking ridiculous, right? If we thought Sam Walsh copying it was bad, this is this is embarrassing for a lot of people. He takes kick-ins. He runs 25 metres before he kicks the ball. Why don't we ever do that with anyone? That's my point. So oh, this is less about loving Nick Dacos, but he's doing it. And people are like, oh, yeah, he's already cleared the area. Everybody can do it. So if you had the op- – if you look at – can I just say one thing? Yep. If you if you had cut cut Blanche over our team yep. and you gave the ball to a single player who you said your modus operandi is to run as far as you can get and use the ball as well as you can get it from a kick-in, from a behind, which is the one player you're going to give the ball to first? Saad. Okay. It would be Adam Saad. But fit. Now, listen to me. On the weekend, I'd go Lockie O'Brien. Correct. That's That was no. my leading question. Well, on the weekend – now. I'm not going to pot him because he wasn't horrible, all right? And I understand you don't like, you don't ever go first gamers. But Chinkot has got two major assets. He's a beautiful kick, both sides of his body, and he can run. He did neither. He had 27 touches, and he may have been a little bit overall with the whole occasion, but I can't remember what his metres gains were. I wrote it down somewhere. 129. For 27 possessions. He's the one who should be bouncing us off half-back, using the ball. too far. It's a directive, clearly. Well, give him – players like him, players like – even Saad. Saad has been a great – he's an all-Australian defender. I don't want fucking Saad defending. He should be the one providing us that line running. The best way to break teams down is to either kick through or run through lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't do either. But And, and I think I think the sad – Kicking sideways isn't breaking lines. The sad indictment on our, our season so far is our reliance on our defence has been astronomical because the performance of our defence has held us together and the only thing that we lacked yesterday was a bit of run to stick with yeah. the guys that were really damaging at exactly the wrong time for us um, yeah, because too many of our defenders look like your test match cricketers again. But in shoring up our defence... We've created more of a problem for We've them. slowed ourselves down. To well, the point where they're under more out. and more here's pressure. Here's the underline I've got there to the, the initial conversation that was started about watching St Kilda play how we should be playing. And I thought it's a bit like when sort of DC and Warner Brothers, could, they, they haven't been able to get Superman right. Yep. Because they're, they're, how do they do him right? And how do we do this relic of the 30s and 40s, you know, idealised America? How do we do this thing right? It just doesn't wash with modern audiences, and then along comes Captain America, and you're like, they've just done Superman better than you didn't know what to do with it, and they've just done him. And now you can't do him that way. Yeah. And it's this funny thing where I've, I've had that recollection yesterday watching it going, this is just like yeah, Captain America turns up and you go, that's how you do Superman. Yeah. You know, watching the Saints play going, it's not hard, guys. This, this is how we, we've got better personnel than they do, and they're outplaying us at not even our own game because we're not even trying to do what they're doing. Yep. And it's just maddening. And um, two weeks in a row you've looked at Adelaide and St Kilda and you can't help but think they're just not better than us. Personnel, player for player, no. But they're better drilled. The Adelaide, better Adelaide we, we, we were so slow at the blocks and that's all on us. Yep. That element of the weekend was better. Look, our, our, our effort... We, our tackling, our pressure, everything was up in the, yep. at, in I the first quarter. I thought we came out. I thought we were sluggish after half time. <laughs> I thought we were sluggish out of the gates after half time, and then I thought in the Not last for the first time. Then I thought in the last quarter we um, barely gave a yelp. 
we, we looked like we were playing against ourselves in the... Um, there was about three games last season where we shortened that final quarter by just keeping the ball. Yeah, it's like in the that, it was almost like we thought we were four goals up. Yeah, that's right. You're going, what yeah. are you doing? So the next question I got here for you, Tim, is that given the way we wanted to play yesterday, it was obviously disheartening to watch us fumble around at a snail's pace in the last quarter, knowing we need to score, yep. knowing we're playing entirely in and killed his hands, and like just wondering what are we trying to do here, boys? Are we we gonna we have to go at some point? And uh, when are we doing that? Yeah, correct. That, that's I, the whole last quarter for me was what do we do now? Like now you've got to play risky footy. Now you've got to take the game on. Show us, show us what we do when we're forced to do what we're really resisting. A- and even then we still didn't really know what to do. No. No, we didn't threaten them at all. And we certainly didn't execute anything. And, yeah, as you say, it was um, yeah frustrating to watch. I suppose uh, for you, Fab... Do you think it's a case of that slow, methodical footy we're playing by design? It actually makes it hard to flick the switch because we've been playing at a very slow tempo for we don't so tra- long. We clearly don't train it. So risky footy, something that's complete opposite of what we've been doing. You can't just go, oh, yeah, here we go, boys. Because we've been playing at a controlled tempo, a slow tempo for the most part. I want to say yes, but you go back in previous seasons where this whole fast footy wasn't much of a thing. No, and but it's what we're doing now, though. Teams would play a certain way, and then all of a sudden, it's like five minutes to go. Shit, we're three goals down. we got to go. We've got to go. But it becomes go. very sloppy and unreliable. Yeah. Like, but even then, look, we want it, obviously, a bit more structured and system-based. But in the last quarter yesterday, I would have taken the sloppy, just kick in, yep, fucking up the guts, 70. We didn't do anything. We seemed petrified of losing by seven goals. Gives a shit. And yeah. it's like, who cares? I, I don't care. That's Who exactly cares? What have, I said. A, have a fucking throw with the stumps, boys. Get a get a big board up that says, "Go for it." Right? That's my cake. You're, you're an idiot. <laughs> and, and you know what? Another thing. Um, oppositions watch us every week, and we're not the only team. So this, I'm just gonna random shit Johnny Raincloud here. That blue power button. Fuck. We just we know that means two minutes to go or whatever. Just write that on the board. I think the two means two minutes to go. What's they the blue power button? Like, every, oh, like it might just been tempo, power down. Fucking, it was embarrassing. Um, and the problem for us is when we decide. What about the fucking noodles? Well, <laughs> they, they noodles. explained that, didn't they? It was uh, two minutes, ex- was it? No, no, no. no noodles, noodles, a style of play. Style of play. Okay. Um, we not on last week's pod, Timbo. So I can't even remember it. By <laughs> that stage, for us as well, when you need to go quickly. Your margin for error is actually non-existent. So not only do you leave yourself a lot to do, you leave yourself no landing pad because you've got to stick everything. Mm. And it just becomes so incredibly just slapdash, just, you know, we just didn't fire a shot. There was no fight. There was no dare. There was no flair. And ultimately we end up no closer than we were at three-quarter time because we had just no will to make it closer. Um, I think now we've got to move on to um, this is, oh, no. Oh, it's another mid-2010s banger. Ah, shit. Ah. Oh, that's terrible. This is a Bieber banger. It only means one thing, though, Fab. (laughs) The Blues aren't back. The Blues are shite. (laughs) (laughs) The Blues are back to being shit. To being terrible. (laughs) Ah, shit. Gee, that's disappointing. He's not in that video. That's real disappointing right. stuff. 
No, it's just a whole bunch of um, freestyle dancers. Yeah. Uh, I've got the next heading here is the four pillars. So the four key pillars of an in-season footy program are – do you want to have a guess? I'll go classroom style. Do you want to have a guess for me? What are the four key pillars of a football program in-season? Well, there'll be a fitness element to it. Yes. So your strength and conditioning man is one. Yes. Uh, there would be um, the forward scout working out what opposition players are, no. uh, opposition teams no, are doing. wrong. It would be continuing to train the style of football. No, you want to wrong. Play. They're your individuals, Tim. Do you want to have a crack fab? Tim's balls this up. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. He's got so, the S and C man. There's yep. a really obvious one. Footy department boss. Yeah, there's another head coach. Head coach is an extremely obvious one. So we've got three of them, and the fourth is in a footy sense. The captain. Nope. The runner. Nope. <laughs> the water boy. The footy uh, director. Okay. Yep. We got there in the end. Jesus Christ, what a fucking trial. It's, I've never heard of this uh, four pillar, pillars. Well, it's not, it's but you not, reckon it's not taught in fucking t- schools, Fab. It's just an observation, the I, four pillars. I drink the gin. <laughs> so <laughs> your coach, your GM of footy, your S&C boss and your footy director. In the off-season, you've got your list boss, your recruiters are obviously very important, but in-season there's only so much that they can do. No. So you go on the lot of them. Yep. So we've got a coach who mightn't be up to it. We've got a footy GM. People who's, hate hearing that, but it's, it's, it's true. just it's just it's a true. conversation. We'll get to it later as well. We've got a footy GM who survived two reviews and mightn't be up to it. We've got a footy director who claims to have a degenerative brain problem. <laughs> that's a, that's a fact. Go Google Greg Williams degenerative brain issue. He claims <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> just the way you've raised it. But it's not. It's, this is he said this that he's got a brain problem. And it's, we've gone. You're high. You're our footy director. <laughs> um, and of course, we've got an overpaid, underperforming S and C boss who everyone knows will be gone the second his contract is up. That's disastrous. And if you allow me to just weigh in for a second, just bear with me here. I don't see. I like, how you, I like it how you interrupted me after I said, if you bear with me, you just allow me to say something here. Um, no. We'll get, we'll get to whatever you have to say there. The footy director is the conduit between the board and the football department, Fab. Yeah. Well, what's he saying? Win. No, no. He asked, well, this is what we're going to talk about, if you just listen. Yep. We aren't a ruthless win at all cost entity. We haven't been so for decades. What was the last ruthless thing Voss did as a coach? Doesn't drop anyone. What was the last ruthless thing Lloyd did as a GM? What he parted way with a couple of low-level members of the S&C team who were just in charge of overseeing gym use. Yeah, big call. What about Diesel? Like genuinely last ruthless thing he did as a footy director. Russell doesn't even front injury reports anymore. So he's gone completely MIA. And they just everyone's got a calf problem. It's obviously just the fuck off. Yeah, you got a calf. That's obviously because he's feeling the pinch. Yep. So, we aren't ruthless at selection, we aren't ruthless at the trade table, we aren't ruthless in the contest come, come the weekend, we aren't ruthless in our attitude post-match, if you see Vossi or a player interviewed, everything's about learning and everything's lovey-dovey buying time. We aren't ruthless with underperforming staff. So why would we be ruthless when the ball gets bounced? It's a reasonable point. Yeah. Like, I'll give you an example. Love the guys as footballers, got all the time in the world for their talent. Shouldn't have recontracted Cunningham and Marchbank. Waste of time, waste of money. 
waste of a spot. Waste of spots. Well, you were hoping that you were March, hoping. March, March, hoping. March bank. Hoping, Tim. Hoping with four years, whatever, long-range data. He's again, hasn't he? Yeah. Four <laughs> years long-range data of they're just never fit. Jack, what do you reckon? Can you get them fit? Okay, well, you get fucking no one else fit, so why would you get these guys fit? But seriously, be ruthless about it and just go, they're never fit. And if they get fit somewhere else, good on them. Good on them. But at the moment, we're putting a disproportionate amount of salary and resources from an SNC rehab point of view into guys that can't even get on the park to play VFL football. Yep. Like, it's just, you go, be ruthless. Can I add another name to that? I don't know, but a lot of people will go, oh, but you know, he. He could be the key to us. You Jack know. Martin. Jack Martin. He's under contract though. Jack Martin was under contract. Pay him out for the tip. But but the other guys. No, I've lost patience. With I, I don't disagree. But the other guys but are out fairness, of contract. But in fairness, he's at least not playing. None of them are playing. None of them are playing. No, no. Well, yeah, that's true too. But there's one person, there's one name that gives me confidence in all of this. Brian Cook. Yep. This is year two of his three-year term. He needs to be extended uh, immediately because this isn't an 18-month job. Cookie doesn't have a season and a half left on his tenure. We need him for at least another year minimum, minimum, probably more, um, because ultimately... What do you see Brian Cook's role? Brian Cook's role is to just basically make decisions and to be out looking at a guy like a Brad Lloyd, like I said, he survived two full, like full reviews. Has he survived he, two of them. Does he have a history of being ruthless? Who? Brian Cook. Um, I think he's got a history of making well-informed, educated, sensible, emotionless decisions. And that's what he's there to do as a CEO, to be ruthless to make us better. He, he, he was able to reconstruct the way Mark Thompson coached and frame up to do what he did best. And I reckon he largely did similar with Chris Scott as well. And for a long time, there was this talk of, oh, can Chris Scott coach and all this sort of stuff, you know. And, you know, again... Plum job, yes, but his winning percentage over a very, very long, it's crazy. long period of time is is insane. So what we need Brian Cook to do is to use all his experience, all his wisdom, all his intuition. He's the most important man in the building, not just because he's the CEO, but because he'll be prepared to make the call. Yep. He'll be prepared to make the call on assistant coaches, on the coach. Like I reckon he'll, just be, he'll be dispassionate about Russell and he'll just go, no, nah, gone. Brad Lloyd? Yeah, but hold on. How long, how long has Cookie been in the job? A year and a bit. He, he started as Adam was being interviewed. One of the very first things he did was sat in on final interviews. And so how does Andrew Russell survive the offseason? He can't. No, no, how, how did he survive? Contract. Big, fat contract. Yep. Huge money. Far too much money to blow a hole in a footy department soft cap. And he'll just be going, he's gone. He's out. And then the question becomes other key personnel, like Brad Lloyd. You go, Brad Lloyd now has been the GM of the footy department that's gone through a couple of coaches, made a terrible appointment with the SNC guy, which has been a millstone around our neck for years, had issues with whether it be assistance or getting new assistance in, had issues with a footy team being less than the sum of its parts. Go, he'd be in the gun as well. They've gone through a couple of recruiting um, teams, particularly obviously the head. You go, like, you sort of go and whilst things are – you know, just keeping the head above water, that's not a good mix for a guy like Brad Lloyd as the head of the footy department. No, I agree with that. So those four pillars at the moment, like I said, coach who is question marks. 
this we, SNC he, guy who's is, gone. Is he, is he in a three-year contract or yeah, a four-year contract? Three. I think it's three. for that. Yeah. But coach question marks, SNC guy's gone. There's no greater certainty in football than we'll have a different head of high performance next year. Um, and, and plus a little bit more money to be able to chase yeah. coaches. Footy director who, we, again, we suitability a, for the job. We can knows. get on a run and yet I don't think he survives any of it. Absolutely, he's gone. And then the other one, of course, we mentioned was Brad Lloyd, who is a massive unknown, who, again, has survived review after review. And it only surely you don't survive a third. Well, and, and I think you ultimately get to the stage where um, he could, like, people could be doing a good job, but after a period of time, you just need a different set of eyes at exactly the same thing and through sheer... The Johnny B scenario. Which is having been there too long. Johnny B was there too long. Everyone liked Johnny B, but... Well, and this is the thing with a guy like Lloyd's been there now for several years. You go and... You've got relationships, yep. and whether you say you can make the hard call, you won't make, or you can, I mm. can do that. You're going, you've got relationships. Yep. We're a, disp- a dispassionate person. Say we got a new head of football last year, as a complete, just a uh, uh, scenario, whatever you want, case study. He probably would have looked at all the data and just gone, S and C's bad, boys. It's bad. It's not good enough. So. Probably going to have to try someone else. But as you say, I mean, look with, at what, with, with the contract that he had, what were we going to do? Is it Marnie at Melbourne who's basically gone in and been in the door five minutes and gone, you need to dilute Dodoro's power? He's gone, he's been here for 20 fucking whatever years. You've been pretty ordinary for the most part. And he's been guiding your list and recruitment strategy going, no. No, that's the first change we're making. But hasn't that been a lot of the issues. But he challenged it. That's his thing. He challenged it. He, yeah, challenged, okay, he, at least he walked yep. in the door and said, yep. well, first things first, boys. Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. Am I, do, you really, do you really need to employ me to shoot Bambi? Because this is it. He, he is no not one else your has answer. Been, no one else has been prepared to do he's it. He's not your answer. He's not taking you forward. He's had enough opportunities. He might be good. He might be a great guy. But you need something else. But you've tried him for 20 years. Going, geez, come on. So that's the example I'm using here with a Lloyd. Going, does he have the minerals? Does he have the fucking, you know, chutzpah when it's needed to go? Not up to it. He's not up to it. Do you know, do you know how disappointed I am that we have to talk about the off field? Because we have to, because it's a huge part of what's no, going no, wrong. I, I agree, but I'm just, I'm just saying debacle. it just it just annoys me because for a very very long time we talked about everything on the periphery because the on field wasn't good enough. Now we're in a position where we have the talent to be good enough on field and nothing around it is pulling in the right direction. It just feels a bit like all of that stuff, all the supporting framework, unfortunately, has been revealed to be not as good as it needs to be. No, that's right. Um, we'll speak about the coach now. Conversation about the coach, if you will. Lloyd and Diesel, so two of the four pillars, need to have a chat to Vossi. They need to have a very frank discussion. They need to have a coffee. They need to, yeah, and not a you're in trouble, not a time's running out for you. Four pillars, gin and tonic. But they need to have, you know, not, not issue final warnings or, you know, ultimatums, but they need to sit there and they need to have a chat and they need to ask, what are we doing, why isn't it working, and what do we plan to do to fix it? And the reason they do this is simple. A, to give Voss comfort that we're here to support you, what do you need? We'll do whatever we can to help you out. You tell us what you need and we'll give it to you. Is, B, that, is that difficult in B, season though, Sean? No, no, no. Okay, so if B, Michael Voss comes around, all right, go through your list and I'll come back to yeah, A. To set some accountabilities. Yep. Yeah. So what are we doing? Why isn't it working? What are we going to do to fix it? How can we help? Set some accountabilities. Okay, so what are we going to be hoping to do then in a couple of weeks' time? And, you know, how can we see this rolling out? What are our plans? 
And the most important is to get a read on competency. Is yep. we're, we're having a chat about how can we support you. We're here to support you and we absolutely are. But when Michael – what was his name? Sorry. Um, when Robert Walls had that thing with bolts, I reckon he went out and said, no. Nah. I reckon he sat in. I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you out. Mm. But I'm also here to get a read and the read is not good. Yeah. And if the read is good, absolutely fantastic. Mm. Yeah, he's Ra- our man. He, he back gets ratified. In. Yeah. That's it. But – but if Vossi's got issues, and if Vossi say just say Vossi's issue is assistant coaching, just say a specific person. We'll name. We don't have to have to name anyone. Coach okay. A, Coach A, and fitness. It then goes. Is it then on Brad Lloyd to then raise that? Yep. Does that cause internal? Function. Who cares? Because things aren't good enough. Yeah, but clubs, clubs are run by humans. There was this thing I listened to that people podcast. People get spiteful. People don't. People stop That's talking fine. to each other. That's so, fine. So the S bloke doesn't talk to the senior coach. Sack him. If he's going to be petulant, you and just whatever, told me. You oh, just, we can pay. It's a little bit closer now to a guy that wraps up in October of this year. It's a bit, a little bit easier to pay that guy out than pay him out with two years on a contract. It was very well known in the off season that Michael Voss was extremely frustrated. With their S&C So Michael Voss said on that podcast I listened to today, did with Luke Darcy, he did it however long ago. Mm. And I listened to it today and my biggest takeaway was when none of what he talks about or what he values a team being, which is a really worry, I was like, oh, we're not that. What did he say? Not really that. Just speaking about sort of mentality and speaking about, you know, this whole idea of he said something about they asked the playing group, how do you want to play? And they said, oh, we want to do this and oh, we want to do this. And they said, okay, well, we'll go away and package that up and come back to you. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's a red flag. Them telling you how they want to play and then you sort of massaging no, that You tell something. them how you want to play oh, and those who don't fit your system, go. go. So, well, and that was a little bit of the rush line But thing, what he said, it? sorry, was he said something about remedying a problem when you see it. When you see a problem when there's an issue, you don't kick it down the road. And I'm going... Sorry? Because you've kicked every problem our footy programs had down the road for since June. Yeah. And haven't really solved it. You might have thought you were solving it in the preseason, but it was pretty apparent very early on that we hadn't. Yeah. And we're not getting better. So this idea of you coming to the party and trying to fix things as quickly as you can, that's a really nice sentiment and really it's the right thing to say. Show me the money. But you've got to do it, mate. And look, this isn't a conversation about the last two weeks or last year. This is about how we've regressed. This is post-buy, effectively post-buy last year. Yeah, we've regressed terribly. And I think that ultimately this is not a conversation about sacking Michael Voss. It's a conversation about how is he coaching, how is his coaching group performing, and it's not well. We seem to get beaten by very obvious things. Like who would have guessed him that yesterday Jack Sinclair would – give them some rebound and give them some dare and dash off halfback and then in the second half they'd probably throw him for a spurt on the ball. He at least didn't hurt us as much as he did last year. But he, he, still, he still played well. Timbo, oh, he, he was, he, he was the reason that their third quarter was so good. I Five goals th- to one in the third quarter and it, I reckon 60% of it was based on if you get his beaten, input. If you get yeah, beaten okay. by something out of the box, something that's just, geez, that's fucking clever. Yeah, fair play. Go, we get beaten by a lot of stuff where you're going, yeah, probably could have seen that coming. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of their dangerous kicks went right through the middle of the ground. Everywhere where we were wanting to 
wanting to see us occupy and, and didn't, they we were hemorrhaging when they were going through the corridor against us. Yeah, because it was weird. Our that that web, that cluster, that box defense. We don't do it with the organization for a team that's been under this guy for a relatively short period of time. And you can say the same about Essendon, you know, under um, Brad Scott. You can say the same, you know, about Collingwood you know, as they continue to evolve. Going, we had the initial spike, plateaued, and nothing. Like it's a, it's a problem, and it hasn't been a two week thing, a six week thing. It's been a since round ten last year. Well, you're saying it's eight and two, isn't it? Eight, eight and two was the magic number, where we looked like we were humming, and then our game style started changing, either because of the way others started to play us and not allow us to do what we were trying to do. Yeah. That's what and, happens, and, and we've never come up with anything innovative since. We sort of hoped that that would be enough forever, mm. and it hasn't been. Um, we have a conversation now about cattle. So, I think we're less... <coughs> Fuck it, hell, Tim. Tim, I'm convinced you don't cough during the week and you save it for when... Cough, you're on pod. cough all week, mate. I think that we are less than the sum of our parts. David Hasselkoff. So, why is that? He's wearing the budgie smugglers and the record. And the just he's wearing the... And um, Timbo's uh, thing, his handle is Hoff 47. Too, and he's wearing, for the listeners who obviously can't see, he's actually got the Baywatch style, you know, like the spray jacket but with no shirt on underneath. Yeah. And it's like it's, it's always very low. It's, it's done zipped. up. It's, it zips it's, up, but only to kind of the belly button. Yeah, oh, we've got to show those abs. Well, fucking mate, if you've seen Tim's abs, you can't see I them was over at, the screen. Uh, Washboard. I, I was at Billen's house. Maurice. I was at Maurice's house on shit. Everything's blurred. Probably last week. Special yeah, pod was, catch up. Yeah, we we An just anniversary re- re-record. We we just reminisced about the good old days of six um, weeks, the Billen era. Um. What do we used to, What was one of our segments? It was like the certainties or something. Yep. Uh, horrible lessons. Terrible. Um, he's he's got a Samsung TV, and it's got like its own channels type of thing. So you connect it to the net. It's got apps. Yeah, and no, it's got like there's a thing called Samsung TV. It's like just like say twenty channels, and one of them is a dedicated Baywatch channel. Play does it play Baywatch nights? Twenty four seven, wall to wall. Old school Baywatch episodes. We've spoken about it before, but Mitch used to patrol the beach for eight hours and then he'd go, go and solve like paranormal mysteries for eight hours after that. So the man I, has talent. We had it on in the background and we watched four or five episodes. I'm not going to lie. Didn't Kelly go through a big Baywatch phase? Yeah, lockdown. Lockdown. <laughs> Baywatch at night and the office by day. Good stuff. So Which one? The American The good office. one or the pretend one? Which one do you consider good? Uh, the British one. Yeah, I reckon it's overrated. I re- it's it's not rewatchable. The American one is. There you go. Big call. Well, the American one is more of a typical American sitcom. Hmm. Just not innovative. It's funny. Who cares if it's innovative? I've actually never seen it. What were we talking about? Hoff. I was saying this the other day. I was talking to someone about like, have you ever listened to it? Have you ever watched a TV show, sorry, or not watched as the case may be? For no reason. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example. I've never watched Breaking Bad. Neither have I. I've tried to. But, but, but everyone watches it and loves it. I'm like, I'm sure it's amazing. I, I, best television I've ever watched in my life. That's it. I'm sure it's amazing. I've just never watched it because it ran for – I sort of didn't get on it initially and then I just was like, eh, three seasons, I'm too far behind. Uh, I've That's why you mind. haven't watched The Sopranos. Sopranos is the same thing. Sure, I tried to watch it, couldn't get into it. But 
the other one was um, like a Game of Thrones where I just went, I'm sure everyone loves it. I'm sure it's great. I've never watched it. I'm episode. sure it's fantastic. I've never watched it. I'm sure it's great. I love that you love it, whatever. I love how people could just give it a couple of episodes, you'll get into it. I gave it eight episodes. But you do have to do that, though. You have to give shows a little bit to find Eight episodes. Thing. That's a lot of episodes. Didn't like it. But have you ever had one of those shows where you're just like, A, I'll just, I've got nothing against it, but I've never watched it. And it's gone so long now that I'm probably never going to watch it. Like, I could start watching Breaking Bad tonight. You should. But I won't. No, I know you won't. And I've got no doubt it's amazing. Have you, have you and, watched and you still have And you still haven't watched... I'm watching it now. Don't say all this mayhem. Yeah, you I, started, to, I started watching it and you I was did like... did actually do it, I started you? watching it and I was wow. like, no. Nah. I'm going to find a YouTube video about 90s wrestling. I got Kelly onto Outer Banks. We're doing our patter mid-pod now. On what, sorry? Outer Banks. No idea what that Bunch is. Bunch of 16-year-old... Kids from the Car- the Carolina, the Outer Banks of the Carolinas, who are hunting gold. Is it horny? Lost like horny tr- teens? Not as <laughs> not as horny as as like a euphoria. It or something. gives it gives like the impression to it's like be like Gossip Girl and like Euphoria nah. and those shows. Like like nine hundred two and oh was like positively like they were fucking taking chastity vows compared to what's happening on TV nowadays. Which, which yeah. 90210 are you referring to? The classic. Yeah. No, so I watched season one with Kelly. The revamp 90210, that was a bit hornier. She smashed out seasons two and three in like four days. Got obsessed with it. Yeah, but the kids are, they're not, you know, they're... Out of banks. And now... And yeah, we're, we're watching Beef at the moment. Beef. That, that is very funny. Very funny. Which one? Beef. 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 I thought you'd misspoke Got the, and said um, Veep. Ali Wong, the comedian. She's oh, yeah. like the lead actress. Maybe check it out. Barry's just come back, season four of Barry. Barry's amazing. If anyone else Speaking of Barry who hasn't come back. Yes. Dead. Shit. Dead. Who's that? We like we Barry like Humphreys. to Barry Humphreys. Oh yeah. That was sad. Like being being a an icon. Like you, you hate losing an That's icon. It. Rest in peace, possums. Yeah. And um, it, and it was sad that um yeah, it was complica- just com- complications, complications from a hip a hip surgery. What so is the strangest one? He fell him? fell down trying to get a book or something. Yeah, it's a shame. You know the strangest one of that was Bill Paxton. He went in just for like a routine. Sounds weird, like a heart, some sort of heart surgery. Com- like complete. No, didn't have a. He didn't have a heart attack. He get a stent put in or something. And he, he had a. He had died on the operating table. Wow. He was like sixty something, but it was like he, he hadn't been ill. He was. It was Bill Paxton, he's the one in like Twister and stuff. Yeah. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> Game over. We went last he's 17 in... hours, let alone 17 days. <laughs> and he's in Terminator. When you make it, he was the the greatest, the greatest cameo in a B plot, not even a B plot, in a C plot of all time. He was the car dealer in uh, True Lies. In True Lies. Some of the great. It was also. Is it as, as like great a 10 year old? It was the general in um, Edge of Tomorrow. He was. On your feet, maggot. The black guy says on your feet, maggot, though. He does too. But then he rocks up. Yeah. What a movie. I love that movie. Stop talking about making a sequel. I love that Just movie. Just leave it be. Um, we're going to have now go to the conversation we were trying to have before. Timbo feverishly looking at his clock. It'll take you 40 minutes to get to Ringwood, Timbo. Oh, I've got to go via home first because I'm um, pick up a lease because she's got to get me there. So Where are you going? Picking up a car. Oh, yeah, picking up the what, – what, what did you buy? What a statesman. A what year? About 07. It's <laughs> an interesting you, purchase. When you drive, have you seen it yet? Have I said I've driven it twice? Yeah. Very long vehicle. <laughs> well, the boot is 
massive. Yeah, it's a 5.2 metre long vehicle. It's massive. So you reckon parallel parking uh, will you, be Wait till you get to Coles and realise, why's my car halfway in the aisle? <laughs> I parked it in the supermarket. <laughs> there was a very big boot I did realise this afternoon and I thought I uh, didn't actually think about full length. But um, yes, there's, been, be, there's mac- been liberties taken. Mm. Would it be macabre to suggest that boots, um, instead of litres, be measured by how many bodies you could fit? There'd be a few. I could even get three. Oh, in this boot. In this one, yeah. yeah comfortably. More. You wouldn't even have to saw them up. Five, yeah, six maybe. Easy. Small people. Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Let's maybe just hope not we don't see you. <laughs> Let's just hope so we don't I love how you've gone with the States, but you're going to be driving around like a mafia boss. <laughs> The Don. <laughs> the Don. The Don of Donvale. I don't know why he didn't. Jim's put, put the, the Don, Don in Donvale. <laughs> Jim's put the Don Donvale. The Donvale. Uh, so we're going to have a conversation now about cattle. I mentioned this about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> we're less than the sum of our parts. Is that when he said beef? Yeah. Because you said cattle. Um, so <laughs> people, people, my favourite thing after a result like yesterday is when people go, when are we going to start having a go at the players? Got to blame the players. And you're going, shut the fuck up. So the last two coaches before Michael Voss were sacked because they were irrefutably not AFL standard coaches. Yep. They just weren't. Mm-hmm. That's not it. Oh, maybe or oh, kind of. No, no, they weren't. They weren't AFL standard coaches. That was bore out beyond any reasonable doubt. So at the moment now, Voss, he looks like he's in a little bit of trouble at the moment. He's, we'll have to wait and see how this goes. Everyone pots the players, but then they laud what a coach like Ross Lyon does when he goes in and has done what he's done early doors with St Kilda yeah. with their injury list. We've got better personnel than St Kilda. But that's not to say they're not – not everyone is in form. No, no, no. And I think when no, you're no, not no, no, in form, no, no. you don't deserve to be playing. We look at a guy and we look at teams with lesser depth than us and we lament our depth and we pot guys who aren't superstars. You mentioned it earlier, I bought him six. Oh, bottom six. Oh, he's not in our top is six. That, is that, is that oh, me? Is that our top six? Our bottom six is no good. Going, Ross Lyon coached a team with Clint Jones and Robert Eddy to grand finals. And Zach Dawson. <laughs> Tony Stark made it in, <laughs> in a, a cave. cave. <laughs> nothing but a bunch of scraps. Clint Jones and Robert Eddy wouldn't get a game in the, our team that lost yesterday. They wouldn't get a game in our VFL, so... Especially not now. They're 38 years old. But the problem is even at, even at their peak in the mid-20s, you're going, this idea of it's how they're being coached. It's what roles they're being given. You jerk yourself off because Blake Akers patrols that wing and touches the ball a thousand times and does nothing with it. This even when Blake Akers has a good roles, game, you, you still won't give him any you, kudos. You give these guys roles. You make them coachable. It's this idea of, oh, when do we pot the players? Well, the last two coaches weren't up to it. We knew that. But when this do guy, we? This guy wasn't up to it when he was sacked 10 years ago. And we've given him a reprieve, and that's fine. He's gotten a second chance. He did the hard work. He got another look in. I'm looking at how our guys are being coached, how they're being told to play, and I'm seeing a team that players want to be they want to be rewarded, they want to be coached, and they want to be told to do something, and then they want to feel that working. And we're not seeing that. If you're playing for the Carlton Football Club yesterday, and you're playing the way you're being told to play and you're seeing what's happening and you're living what's happening and you're feeling what's happening, you're going, this is shit. So you reckon... This sucks. Dirds, Honey and Motlop were coached 
to go out and they only get 23 touches between the three. Uh, yeah, because the way we move the ball is disgraceful and it's to outnumbers and it's to big packs when even if I do get my hands to the yeah, ball, okay, I'm getting gang I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, Sean, but if our opposition is The one is, opportunity is they taking, had, Durden's, Durden did the good, the good crumb and kicked the nice Wilkie, goal. Motlop found five centimetres of space on the boundary. Beautiful kick to Chera. I'm not just – look, look, but listen to me what I'm saying to you. Wilkie's number one intercept mark in the comp this year, right? Didn't take one yesterday, right? It's not like if our opposition is out marking us in our def- in our forward fifty, I can understand what you're saying. This ball's hitting the ground all the time and popping out, so that means they're getting it. I think there is sometimes a measure of a little bit of good our, fortune. Our our small to if, medium forwards. If I hit the are, deck and it just that one we always always lord David Cunningham for because he reads it. Uh, He's front and he center. also gets the bounce. He gets oh, a very occasionally, nice bounce. Occasionally, occasionally. Yeah, he gets yeah. a very nice bounce. I get what you're saying, but this idea of everyone wants to – they do the flip of you can't blame the coach, you've got to blame the players. How much blame do the players have? They well, need to take some. Given the way we played yesterday, mm. which looked to a man, to the letter, the way they wanted to play, the coaches, that's shit. And you go, what do you want me to do? I, I think if you, I'm Durden, if I'm I don't Motlop, think you I'm, can mate, completely if absolve if I'm Durden and Motlop, certain performances. I'm, I'm running back and forth going, where do you want me to be? When are we At kicking the, the drop ball? of the fucking football. Where, where's that going to be and when's it going to be? Where the big blokes are. Yeah, when's it going to get kicked to them, Fab? And, and Fabian, I think I, I hear your frustration as well, but I think the point that Sean is making is Vossi comes in as a coach and says, this is the way that we're going to play. And it might be right and it might be wrong. But over time, you adapt. And, and, and it, you, know, you talk about the sugar hit of the shiny new toy and Ross Lyon's got a structure there and St Kilda's playing to it. And you're going, that's awesome. You know, they've got a big injury list. We know that. But they're making what they've got Who's coming work back for in? them right Who's now. Who's coming back in? King. 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 Yes, I agree. Yeah. And they got steel and memory back yesterday. Okay, now, so, so who's coming back in? I don't know. I'm not the fucking secure list manager. My point is, I, I, they had a look. Jack Billings was sitting there. He did kick three goals in the twos in about a half yesterday. Who? Billings. Billings has ability. He, he's been a disappointment. My point is that the, the AFL, the media, making it sound like they've got nine blokes out. Their injury list was long. They, they, they've had a few, and they've, and they've made less count for more than we have. Mm. Are they your kids? They're not my kids. Can you tell them to fuck off? What was <coughs> this office the fucking centre hub of the building or something? <laughs> but no. Anyway, my point was. You come in with a game style and and it can be bang on, but as other teams look at you and all that sort of stuff and and force you to start doing things that you don't want to be doing and all that sort of stuff, it's then about reinforcement of what you want to do or, or a slight change to do something different. And you can see you can see the growth and the development and the improvement. And and as you sort of said, you challenge players, you say, Well done, Sean, you did it, and you pat it on your head pat you on your head and, I've got and, the note. and and you and you encourage and, and people buy in and they and, and they look like they're enjoying their footy. Our blokes don't look like they're enjoying their footy. And, got, and that scares the shit out of me. I've got the note here, Tim, that our players, not just are our not, players, are not growing. Every player would be getting zero nourishment or confidence from how we're playing football I at the agree. moment. I agree. And and again, I don't want to make this the big big sound. Um, Fucking hell! You would think that, you would think the Giants are six and zero. No, 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 no. And and that this is the beauty of it is he is giving them direction. He's telling them how they want them to play. They're doing it sometimes, not all the time, but when they're doing it, he's saying, "Great, keep doing that." 
And and at the very end of that game, they had every right to get done by 10 goals on the weekend and it was 19 points because they played it right out and they kept on fighting and they kept on fighting the corridor and moving the ball far, fast and getting on the scoreboard. They just got beaten up by a side that was a bit too good at stoppage and not surprisingly... They're being labelled in the media as plucky, Tim. What do you reckon? Uh, no, I, I think that's underselling them. But, but again, I actually think they're being very well coached for what they have. And, and again, in a game where they've been beaten at stoppage, their best stoppage player was out by a really, really dodgy um, uh, suspension in Tom mm. Green. So the point I'm making here is people blame players or where are the players going to get some flack? I, I can't stress this enough. The term, oh, I lost the players, it doesn't happen overnight. It happens gradually, it happens slowly, and it happens when players are sitting there, we're being told to do something and it's not working, it's not right, it's not getting the most out of us, it's making it very, very difficult for us. And we're allowed a bad week. and We've had a couple. Yeah, agreed. And if a couple of your leaders, strong leaders, are out of the team and they can't reinforce and encourage what needs to happen on field, that can pull you back a peg. Mm. And, 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 and... So we, we, players are never responsible for the never said that. What I said is that field. what I said is that people people get into this. So that's why whole selection rhetoric. integrity is non-existent in this conversation because, well, it's all system. So let's roll again with the next the same team next week. Sorry, Tim. Well, there's, you, there's sorry, a lot. Of, there's a lot of cause and effect going sorry, on. Tim, can Absolutely. You just, can you? Sorry, one of us in the room last year. We spoke. You and I were pretty big on selection integrity. We really put it on the table. And no, one you of the were members just, in the no, room no, completely around, fucking disregarded no, it, if no, I remember no. correctly. You, this was just you centered around your insistence because we had one example on getting the most Paddy per- Dow into no, no, the side. We he wasn't most, required last year. You're you're embarrassing yourself. No, no. You wanted him in week in, week because out. Because Cripps missed in. games, Cherry yes, missed games, and, and I agree with games, you at that Walsh time. Walsh missed games, Kennedy missed games. And at and that they time, didn't pick him yes. Because you said, oh, there was no need for him. There was no need for him to be in the team. There was no need for him. When every week one of those midfield mixed players were out, and then when our midfield fucking you. fell apart, that was the point we were making. And you didn't give a shit about selection integrity when Tim and I were saying there's a guy banging that door. Yeah, but who could we were eight fix and the problem, two at that stage. Who could, no, we weren't. Who could potentially fix one of the problems that we had as the season came undone. And you didn't give a shit about selection integrity. And now you sit here, oh, you guys are talking about selection integrity. Yeah, eight months ago. He is Paddy right. Dow. He is right. No, no. Paddy Dow. You banged on it about round 16, not round 10. What are you talking about? You were wanting him in early because in the he was Because he was very, getting, very no, early. No, you, you're, you've like conflated now. Two, no, no. You've conflated two things. Because early in the season, he started off like a fucking house on fire. It was getting 30s and you know, having ridiculous clearances. Mm. When we were missing every single week... One of Chera, Walsh, Cripps, Hewitt, Kennedy didn't play every week for the first six or seven weeks. Yeah, there was COVIDs and there was... There was COVIDs yeah. and injuries. So there was an opportunity to reward a player. And I agreed with form. you. And then later on when and we spoke about... Injured. Later on when we spoke about our midfield mix coming undone and us being predictable and that stoppage game falling apart... But I don't think he would have been player, better than what we've got. And we've got a player who could potentially... He's playing good for footy at the twos level, mm. who could potentially address this flagging area of our game. You didn't give two squirts a piss about selection integrity. You because argued 30 minutes against it. No, because the players in there were performing. No, they weren't. That's what we're saying. We're saying that the midfield mix was coming apart and falling apart in the back part of the year where we went four and eight. 
call it, Tim. He's Great. been. He's. I've been like. This is the MMA when I'm just sitting on top of him, <laughs> just punching him in the face. The ground and pound. Yeah. <laughs> and the referee's just watching. <laughs> anyway, chicken salads. So all of a sudden, you're over selection integrity. No. So why? Okay. So why can't Tim, we talk about? Why can't me. we talk about? We've had this conversation. There are players fab. playing in our side at the moment who are not AFL standard. That's a different point. That's a different point. There, there, there's a point between you're doing what you're being asked to do at the ones and, level, and, and it's failing. Is well, it? That, fi- that's when. That's but what it, AFL level is. But, yep. but is it failing because of your inability to be able to execute what's being asked of you, or, or it's fundamentally not Josh working? Honey couldn't execute. Agreed. And then there's Agreed. another. But then there's another conversation about there are guys at the lower level. Banging the door down, certain names we won't don't need to go over them, and it doesn't matter what they do. Just like it doesn't matter what the player they could potentially replace at the senior level does or doesn't do on a weekend, because they'll never be dropped. And we've lived this for eighteen months. It is going to be a fascinating week at selection table for players like Dow, Kemp, Fogarty, O'Brien. Like I spoke about it tonight when I put it on the I table. Don't think the whole Fogarty thing about is, Jeopardy is 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 it a serious. Or a viable option. He's a wake up would call. Would you have He's rather too s- slow to yeah, But would you have rather seen Fogarty on the weekend or Honey? I- I'd rather have seen a box of oats than Honey. That's not an answer. Yeah, no, no, anyone. No, in other no, words, genuinely anyone. answer the question. Fogarty. Thank you. So, no, uh, but Honey, Honey has played. Yes, Fab. <laughs> no, he's played fourteen games of football. His highest has been thirteen touches. That's his highest. Yeah. He's averaging about eight. He, that's, that's about how many our small forwards average, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, generally we we. I'm not defending the guy. I'm just saying no, that's no, what no. they average. There, we know we get. We, me and Tim have spoken about this on a number of occasions. It's about moment. You need to be able to see something. He doesn't have anything. So well, I don't understand. This is what I don't understand, Tim. Is that he'll just say this? Oh, honey, shit house, no good, no moment. But why is he off. getting games? And then when we make the fanciful suggestion of a guy, Paddy Dow, no, no, I've not, no, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and he's going, what is happening? I'm not against Paddy Dow at the right times. <laughs> I don't know that you're with him. <laughs> I'd hate to see who you were with then. Jesus. You certainly haven't been in his corner. If Rocky had you as his corner man, he'd be fucked. He'd just I'm, I'm like, like Paulie. I ain't no coach. <laughs> All right, we're going to cut now to chicken salads. I'm happy to throw the room well, to the room on this one because i got none. Adam Chera. Yeah, Adam, Adam played a terrific game. Is that all we got? He, he was very, well, look. <laughs> and, and Blake Akers. Jesus Christ. Look, with the exception of the set shots on goal, I thought Harry played really well. His marking was good. His, His marking, marking was especially up, up the ground, was Absolutely very good. Absolutely. Well, very, he, started, he started with a real head of steam and he did really well. And Kerno was kicking a few goals and you thought, balance is right. Balance is good. Someone needs to be talking to him about so it doesn't get to a Ben Simmons-like Issue. Yeah. Someone needs to be talking about his goal kicking, correct? And going, what are we doing? Because he kicked a goal where he flushed it, beautiful, and then he hit another one. He hit the post, which was a nice shot. Yeah, hit it hard. And he tried went, to get curl it in. He went nothing wrong with that, buddy. Yeah, but he doesn't go back. Yeah, the one thing Harry does, except for the one where he hit the roof, but he, pl- he played on on that. Yeah, one. because he's in his own head. Correct. Is Harry takes his time. Yeah, take your time. All right. Yeah, you, know, you see Jeremy he, Cameron squeezing the ends of the ball, yeah, but, and, and he does his little toss. He's like got that. a root, he's got a root, but Harry stick to it. Drop punt or snap, whatever. Have a set routine. Count your steps. Yep. Do what. And another thing, and Charlie's got an issue with this too. Leather it. If you're 35 out, kick it 50 meters. 
Because when they leather it, it they're more accurate. How you, how when they just try to caress it, you're not playing at primary school. Yeah, you don't, you don't have, have to worry about the ball going over the, the fence, road. mate. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I I think I think it's just a big. Uh, uh, the focus needs to be make your decision. How are you going to kick this ball? See yourself kicking the goal. And do it. You know, it was Go a little... through your routine, but, but but know what you're going to do, and then do, and this playing on and bellying the footy. That's fucking bullshit because clearly there's no rehearsal. There's no like you haven't taken ownership of what your next action is going to be. I'll... Know exactly what yeah. you're going to do and execute it. And if you fuck it up, I don't care. But if you look like you're in two minds when you're doing it, I kind of feel like you didn't you didn't commit. To what you just did, a little bit of a concern and, and, and early for me. Grand fucking commitment. He to it. um he had the shot where he was on the wrong side. He was in our race and on our passed. race side. He passed off. And How many common medalists no, passed on, off? He passed off. It's on the wrong side for him, technically speaking. Mm. He's passed it off to George Hewitt, who can't kick over a jam tin. So he, and he so why do you ask and for you're it? making him kick it from 45, 50. But you're just going, mate. It's no, the no, second, no. It's and the then quarter, sauce runs no, past. But it's like the second quarter or something, and you're going, just have the shot, Harry. Check sided if you want to from that. Like, I don't care, but just have the shot. It was the first quarter. And But if you miss it, you miss it. You're going, you're having a shot from the pocket. You're on the wrong side for a left footer. Just have the shot. If you miss, you miss. Back you in. Do it, Richmond. That, that's what I mean. Commit to it and go for it. I agree with all that. But then you end up passing it off. And we do this too often. Now, do Richmond give it to Jaden Short when he's got a bloke on his ass and no ability to actually get momentum and have a shot at goal? We handball a Doc calls for it way too fucking often, right? Doc's got a nice long kick, and he's proven it when he gets either a mark or a 50, when he gets that opportunity to have a set shot. Stop calling for it. Yeah. Um, you're not in, if you're not in space, do not call, because that's not on the bloke with the ball. It's on you. Yeah, absolutely. So that was quasi-chicken shits. I've got some more. We've sort of seamlessly um, transferred into the chicken shits. Ball, that's uh, easily done. <laughs> ball movement and tempo is a chicken shit. Our inside 50 was chicken <laughs> it's shit. It's a permanent chicken shit. The desire and hunger and fight shown in the last quarter was a chicken shit. Just, just, I just We just didn't look like – it was a bad old days of Teague where you went, are you leaving this huddle thinking you can win the game? Or are you leaving the huddle to play out the last 30 minutes and get in your car and go home? They felt like they tried, but it just didn't come off. I don't know, but I didn't get that sense. It wasn't that they, we need to clarify. It wasn't they weren't trying. No, they were trying, but they just didn't look like they had the belief that yeah, we can win this game. Yep. The, we we started to look more inside the corridor. We start. There was a few tendencies in the way that we were playing and where we were. Yeah, you know, and it's when the game's slower and there's not as much intensity. We mark the ball on the half back line. We look inside. No, nah, the option's not there. We'll go up the line. And 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 LDL Tim LDL. Long down the line, yeah, and 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 it's so like, LDL, and it's like if if the kick is absolutely there in the corridor, I'll do it. But if it's not, I'm tr- I'm not going to try and take the risk. I, I I can just do the long bailout, and 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 I, and I get that some guys some guys just don't have it in them to take the really really hard risky kick on it, and I get it, and and I'm never going to hang a bloke for that. But in the at the end... You've yeah. hung sauce a few times. I was hoping yeah. you'd never hang anyone, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> but then when we have to do it because nothing else is working, they end up going for a few kicks that they shouldn't have gone. And, and there's probably half a dozen or more that should have been done a whole lot sooner than it was. Mm, I agree. Too, but the chicken shit, and I am going to go there, 
Sauce oh, no. Sauce is set shot. It's <laughs> another mid-2010s banger. <laughs> I hate this song. Do you? Yeah. Oh, I think it's pretty funky. Oh, duh. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is not good. This means we're shit again. Fuck. Where, where is shit is this song? Oh. So you're more of a vocalist, aren't you? You're this not big shit. on the... The uh, music's good. Ah, uh, Billy Eilish can piss off. I just reckon you can... You, you can't... I, I'm not saying this is a great song, but you don't listen to this and go... Yeah, like I get it. Nah, it's shit. And it's like a what's her name? It's the um the push button crosswalk. You fucking saw that on Fallon, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. No, I, you, saw on, on, no, on I saw it on TikToks. No, I saw it on social. Yeah. They sampled the sound of the crosswalk in Melbourne. I did hear that. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. I didn't yeah, know what you were talking about. So you don't listen to that and go, <laughs> yeah, like I I get it. I get why that would be no. appealing to an audience. Shit song. Popular music. It's not made to you, Fab. I don't care who it's made for. It's shit. Well, we played that because the blues are shite, basically. Uh, Jack Silvani set bang. shot. Not acceptable. Um, uh, no, I 100% I think, agree. I think way too much has been made of it, to be honest. You can't be 15 metres out in an AFL you got to environment kick that goal. and miss. Right. Hey, I'm not disputing that he absolutely should have kicked the goal. It's not the reason we lost. It no, no, no. It it's not the reason help. we lost. I just think way too much. We could have won by 60 and yeah. I still would have raised it as a chicken yeah, shit. I just yeah. think way too much has been made of it. He should be yeah. kicking the goal. Maybe it costs him his spot in the team. He's been a bit out on the fringe, a bit out of form. I've got no problem with that. Inside 50, he's been horrific. We still had the opportunity to defend the entire field and we were well and truly in the game. Yeah. The Look, idea that that's he should the have been moment the that ruck. we fell apart. He should have been put into the ruck. Well, and the or up the ground and Well, the irony is not long after that happened, we put Lewis Young in the ruck. And the moment that happened, I thought... Well, he's not playing next week. Sauce? Yeah. If, if you're playing Lewis, Lewis Young as the guy that's giving the chop out for Pitto, Jack Silvani ain't playing because Jack Silvani's main reason is the fact that he has the versatility to be able to assist. And if he's not doing his bread and butter f- up up the ground where he needs to be, they will find somebody else to Midfield do mix. Can Timber. I... Um... You can go in there. Who? Sauce. No, he can't. Um, oh, you jerked him off when he did a job against Fremantle. That well, was I, about I, five years ago. Yeah. And he was okay tagging. That was probably the only last five. time he, he was, was put that, in there. He was on that five. That five, he was okay. That was a long time You need time the ago. match-up, but if you, you're going against – like if you're putting him on J- – uh, what, 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 what is Dawson's first name? You can't ask for plan Jacob? B and then not want to change Jordan. It doesn't sound – it's Jordan Dawson. Jordan. I said Jacob yesterday and I couldn't get my head – and I tried yeah. to do it again there. Jo- you put him on Jordan Dawson and Jordan Dawson will kick seven. From yeah. the midfield. He, he destroyed Paddy Cripps, so he was going to destroy anybody. No, it, it My point is, you want plan B, you want change, you want things to be mixed up, and then you, oh, no, no, I can't do that. No, you can't do this. You can't. Well, fuck. Put Paddy down in the middle, we'll win the flag. That's that's your two. That's no, no. that's the, the one change you two. I'd prefer, to put, I'd prefer Hold on. to put Paddy down. Um, Lockie O'Brien will take a kick in. Uh, yeah. Hit Paddy down. Handball it to a running past Lockie O'Brien. Somehow Fab. he'll waste some time until Paddy Dow gets down the forward line, kick it to him, he'll kick a goal. Who, who do you reckon would be a more sensible addition to our midfield that's faltering and flailing a little bit? Paddy Dow mm. or Jack Silvani? No, no, I'm not disagreeing with that. Answer the question. It sounds like you're disagreeing. It sounds like you're disagreeing. <laughs> but was he playing yesterday? Was he an option to go, this no. isn't working, going to no. throw who? someone Paddy in Dow? there? No, because he's been out of the team since we had a shocking performance up in Brisbane and he was scapegoated for it. How does Vossi pull the strings on match day for players who aren't playing? I'm not disputing that he should have been in the side. But you're talking about addressing a midfield issue with a player I'm saying, who is absolutely on match day, not a midfielder. Try something. Mick threw Jeff Garland and Jeff was all right. You're going to try to – not for 90% of match time. You're going, to try, you're going to give an opposition different looks. You know who I don't think gets enough goes actually in the middle, particularly set of bounce clearance options? 
Blake Akers. Are you fucking taking the piss? I am, yep. Fucking get that guy near the fucking ball. <laughs> we need him to have 40 a week. Do you, think, oh, do, you, do you honestly think Blake Akers is no good? No, I think he's okay. I've been very strong, Tim, Somehow, have I not? No, no, no. He's if, okay. you, if you were picking a side, you'd have Lockie O'Brien on no, the no, wing no, pri- no. before Blake no, Akers. No, no, I've never said Who's that. Who's a better wingman? I've never said that he isn't. I just want you to qu- answer my question, this, please. I've never said that well, Lockie O'Brien is a better wingman than Blake Akers. But what I'm saying is so Carlton you, fans have got this – they're besotted with this idea because Blake Akers is the shiny new toy on Christmas we unwrapped in the trade period. Sometimes he's supporters f- are going to like plays you don't like. No, 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 he's fine. Like, he's fine. Is he he's a Carlton, more than fine. Is he a Carlton Premiership wingman? Not yet. Sean, he is everywhere. He's, he's, he's going up and down. He's involved. He's doing his and job. And I'm not saying this he's to criticise the kid because I love the kid and what he's done in six games has been phenomenal. But what's his name's going up and down on, on the other wing yeah. and doing jack shit pretty much? I think they're contributing about as much. All right? No. I'm going to be brutally honest. <laughs> Come on, mate. And, mate, I've, been, I've said with Elijah Holland. Oh, what's his name, sorry? Ollie Holland. Ollie. Elijah's his brother. brother. Opinions, opinions no, no, and assholes said, and all I've, that, and I've, everyone's entitled I've to it. But I Holland's. Just, that I thought we went a little bit early with the praise in round one. I thought he was very, very good in round two. That was the performance that people seem to be talking about him having in round one. I don't disagree that at the moment his patterns are a little bit haywire and he'll get that the more experience he gets. But this idea that, like, Blake Akers has come in and been – I mean, probably the the, one of the better performed wingmen, particularly when a team was travelling very well, was Langdon at Melbourne. Yep. He's not doing that. I think you're harsh. I think you're harsh. I think we'll, dis- we'll, we'll I, agree I, to I disagree. Think, I think you both have valid points. I just think he's. I think that he's. Do you know what's really got I think that he's on my goat? Okay, is this he's alliance that right. you two Eastern Suburbs wankers have formed this season? What? It's certainly not each other. I watched him do a U-turn on this now too. Well, again, I think for the second time in as many weeks. I would be disappointed if the S.I. Morales Memorial Bustanut Trophy segment is more than two words. I'm going to throw to Fabaganoush. Who is our S.I. Morales winner? Adam Chera. It is Adam Chera. Excellent. I said to Tim yesterday, I said, if Adam Chera doesn't win the S.I. Morales Award, I don't get the, I don't get the category. It was a pretty easy one. <clears throat> You've got mail. You've got mayo. Fucking hell. You might need to get your fucking ears checked. I just think you've got to learn to accept opinions that differ to yours. I've, I've entirely, I've taken your opinion at your, you know, Blake Acre's personal fucking masseuse. No. And I've just counted it with saying, Fab, Fab seems to be with the opinion. Two weeks ago when, when, when I went Lockie shit. O'Brien, you went Sosk. You can't No, that just, wasn't here. That was in the chat. Yeah. I know, I, know, I didn't say it was. Tim... Have I at any stage said – you look like um, Anthony Michael Hall in Breakfast Club. Have I at any stage said that Blake Akers is shit, he's playing shit footy, he's no good? To no, coin no. a phrase and your intonation, he's been okay. He's been okay. <laughs> I've no point said he's, he's terrible. Be, be, okay. You're just – People not, will hear you're you. You're being just hearing dis- what you want to hear. He's being dismissive of him. He's been Okay. If that's dismissive... Do you know who's been okay? <laughs> Do you know who's been okay? Lockie Cowan. Yeah, okay. That's okay. Yeah, but we're paying Lockie Cowan. He's basically playing, paying you, what, us what are, to play okay, for the okay, club. Okay. Like, what, what are we paying... 400? 
you reckon we're paying Blake Akers 400 grand, yeah. right? Now, who on more than 400 grand is paying worse than Blake Akers? Um, well, this is a loaded question. Who do you want me to say? Fucking everybody is the answer. I think you'd be surprised how many people are on less. Oh, I, I really don't know what you expect to see out of Blake Akers. I'm seeing what I expect. He's competent. He's okay. He wins a fair bit of the ball. I think he needs to be more daring with ball in Maybe hand. after seeing I think he needs three be, years of bloody Lockie O'Brien patrolling the wind, I think he maybe needs I've to provide, just gone, oh, wow. You probably have. I think he needs to provide more of an outlet when we're coming off half back. You're making it out that he's like Andy Collins from bloody Richmond. Played at us as well. Obviously. That's what I'm. That's why I'm raising it. No, no. I didn't, I've never suggested what Tim. Tim. He is putting words in your mouth, Sean. He's he's been fine. Yeah. He's been what we do. How many games? How many Sean games? Sean sees of him AFL as Andrew Tarkson. How many games of AFL football? Darren Tarkson. <laughs> how many games of AFL football has Blake Akers played? One hundred and fifty. About that. Uh, I reckon probably one thirty. Yeah, he's giving us what I would expect a man of six hundred and sixty-four meters gained. I don't give a shit. Meters gain only matter if you're taking meterage that actually benefits the team and creates something beyond that. Mate, if you get his what heat if, map what, up... What if you had your meters gained in scores? I like that. that would There's be, a thing called score involvement and stuff. Don't care. Don't care. You don't care that they're involved in scores. No, 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 meters I, gained in scores. Yeah, yeah, but, 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 but take Relax, my point. Luffy. You're trying to create another no, no, bloody category take here. Take my point here. You kick a goal. Yeah. The 13 players that touched the ball and were involved in the chain uh, is a score involvement. And and it might have been the most regulation, pick the ball up from the ground, give the handball to a guy, oh, that's a score involvement. And you then go, you've oh, gone and dodged five people. Yeah, whereas I want the guy who's kicking it inside 50 to the lead-up mark. Yeah, there's that, inside that, 50s. That's a goal assist. That, yeah. That's another stat. No, no, an inside 50 isn't uh, – is, that's a goal assist. That's a goal, goal assist. Goal assists are uh, – who uh, two years ago, three three years ago – the league-leading goal assist player in a single game was Lockie O'Brien. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. But, oh. but the, I would love to see, because again, yeah, we're, we're all, we've talked about Nick Buy Dacos. a membership to the, the, no, no. the, the Carlton Twos, mate, and go every week, because you'll no, no. see Lockie Nick- O'Brien and Paddy Dow tearing it up. All right? I'd just and you don't to have see, to watch Blake Akers. I'd just like to see metres gained in a score assist, because I think there's a lot of junk metres gained by some players. Do you think Blake Akers is doing junk for playing junk football? Not at all. I think he's playing really, really well. I think he's been recruited to Could a role. Could have fooled me. Well, it, it, you've, <laughs> it's my it, opinion you're railing against. You've got an issue yeah, with no, Sean no, McDermott no. over here, not no, me. No, I've got, no, no. Uh, yeah, but Sean, at least. But you, you come in and you support him. Oh, you don't like that I back him up in any way, this shape, season, or form. This season, it has been absolute. It's made, my, I'll say it again made for me want to vomit. I'll say it again for listeners. Blake Akers is playing competent league football. He's been fine. That's being condescending. No, it's not. No, you are. He's playing competent league football, and you go, that's good. 124 I'm, games. Like, he's, you got, he's played a lot of football. He's been in an AFL system. 125 after yesterday. Now, he's been in an AFL system for a great many years now, eight or nine years now. Do you know who's been playing competent football this year? The lake, the wall. That's competent this year. Yeah, by his standards. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. That's what, yeah. And I could, Do you reckon you, he's got a higher ceiling than Blake Akers? In terms of his ability Blake to Blake Akers has come in and been told to hold down one wing. Do you think wing? that Jacob Wiedering is a better footballer than Blake Absolutely. Akers? Absolutely. Yeah. So do you think that our standards and our expectations of Jacob Wiedering are therefore scaled up? Yeah, okay. So given that your scale is so low, yeah, he's okay. Now you should be – he's flying according to your scale. 
I don't think you're paying him enough respect. I think I'm paying him. The I think you need to pay attention, Mr. Peter Budge. Can we please move on to the mailbag? This idiot, mate. Are you? <laughs> what? Because you're going to go home and bake a cake? You're like uh, Timbo with She's bloody. She's baked the uh, cake, and it's not a packet mix. You're like Timbo with Foggy, and who was the other player he coveted, despite being just run of the mill? Someone else you just loved, Kempy. And it's like uh, Kempy's in this week. Sure, Kempy's yeah. in this week, and every chance Mitch McGovern's moving forward. Sure. Okay. Kicker, Daniel, uh, Daniel, sorry, kicker one, Daniel. Is this core playing group uh, going to win a flag? We have given them all long-term contracts, so we don't have much room to add any big missing pieces if they're not. Not about the playing group, apparently, so moving on. Need to see them having some fun first, What we're going to say on that is I think that the core of the group could be. Yes. And that's why locking them down is actually a good idea. Yes. I think the core is actually quite good. Um, It's going to be a fascinating off-season. And it disappoints me that I'm already talking about off-season and player movement and all that sort of stuff, but it'll be very, very interesting to see. We don't need to be talking about player movement and off-season yet. We don't need to be. Yeah, well, we're, playing, we're playing shit. Yes, we're not. Our system, if we have one, isn't working, but this whole thing of, I don't know, you guys are just a bit negative. Yeah. Give me something good to talk about. Mark, you usually, you're usually upbeat about anything. Yeah, I got a bit broken yesterday and the week before. Mark Prentice, Prentice said, "How are you guys <laughs> planning?" Mark Prentice. Prentice, <laughs> how are you guys planning on spending your first weekends uh, free in September? I'm in Vietnam. I'm um, well, Box Hill at the moment of four and zero. Shit. So we're going okay. We've got a big Come game. Come on, the hawkers, the hawkers, uh, and the hawkers. <laughs> we've got a big game this weekend against Casey down in Wonthaggy. Um, they had, a, they had a, a loss on the weekend, Casey, at their first loss of the year against uh, Richmond. Um, so we're playing pretty decent footy. It'll be a good test this weekend, but uh, fingers crossed we've got some finals down at Box Hill, a team that actually um, knows a thing or two about winning, which is a fucking unbelievable release after the frustration of what Carlton do weekend. Can you imagine what it's like being a Carlton supporter and an Arsenal supporter at the moment where we were sitting pretty and we had a... Title just just in the waiting, just You've take it. care of business. You've bottled We're it. We're in strife, huge strife. Bottom of the table, Southampton at home. Got to beat uh, City. Got to beat them. That's the that's the title. If we don't beat them, that's no, not even enough. It's anymore. all over. Adrian Salerno, will, oh uh, is this the result of a failed rebuild? Oh, I'm going to say this to him yes. on on pod. A dog, just text me. Don't don't WhatsApp me. What's the difference? I don't check WhatsApp. I've notifi- got notifications off. To set your notifications on? Nah, off. There's too many threads. How is it not easier just to set your notifications on, then you'll get his you messages? Just, just text me. Continue WhatsApping him, uh, Adrian. And <laughs> text me, champ. Bombard him. Um, Michael, here. Did Adrian make a point? Yeah, no, he just asked his failed <laughs> All right. And the answer is yes. Michael said, uh, Weeders not yes. taking the power forward. Kennedy being played at halfback. Harry overthinking every kick. Ed Kernow still taking a spot. Bad decisions by selection and coaching. Or is there something in the power aid affecting these guys? Interestingly on Weedering, I just want to say this. We've obviously been linked to Ben Mackay recently. Yes, yes. And there were some people talking about... Do you love how they frame the articles like, you know, they'll be playing together yeah. like it's an... Op- like it's- the possibility that Harry is going to go to well, North Melbourne. Maybe he will. Um, but the point is with Ben, I'm really thinking, oh, yeah, defender, yeah. Marchbank will be gone. True. Plowman's probably gone. Oh, Jesus. Are you going to Durden, go for that, Sean? Durden's probably in trouble. Going, so we actually do need to replace a tall on the list. And what a Ben Mackay 
I mean, funny thing is he's just as injury prone as the guys we let him go. But if he was to come in, Weedering actually gets to play the lever role. Yeah. Yeah. And then we could actually, like, that's the player that we drafted. Yeah. He can do the one-on-one stuff, but his ability to read and intercept and set up, if you released that. Well, especially given that he lacks speed, what he can do is read the play. And, and look, we nobody loves um, Jacob Weedering as much as I do. But, yeah, his strength would be not, not trying to match athleticism with another player, just read it, be in the right place and take marks. He would mm. and, and, and deliver. Like yesterday there was a few kicks he did, especially early, that he just missed his target by about a metre. It was just enough to put a little bit of pressure on ourselves and all that sort of stuff, which is not what we wanted. But, again, hardly our biggest issue. So uh, Nick Stefano? Stefano. 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 Are we un- uncoachable? Are we uncoachable is Nick's question. Um, no, we spoke about this a little bit earlier. I, think, re- that, I think that's a cop-out and uh, trying re- to back your coach. Who- re- yeah, the reason I'm answering this is Fab can disagree all he wants. Is I mentioned it earlier. Players want nourishment. They want their faith to be rewarded. They want to feel what they're being told to do is working. And at the moment, if I'm a player playing Which breeds confidence. I'm not disagreeing oh, with you. I'm not feeling that. This idea that you want to be told, you want to play a brand of football, you go, fuck, this works. Yeah. This is working. Yeah. How good is this? And you want to look at your mate in the back line or across the forward line or your other small forward or Charlie looks at Harry and goes, it's fucking coming together. This is working. Yep. We're not doing that. We so, had, and we, we had a taste of that at the beginning of last year and and it was, how good is this? Chris Marantelli has said 2010's bangers. Ahead of you, Chris. Yep. Nailed um, it. He understands the thinking. Uh, we're going to get one more. Uh, BL, with Brian Cook as our CEO, surely he has to look at S&C and Brad Lloyd. Absolutely he does. Yep. And I wouldn't be surprised if both of them go. One of them definitely goes. Um, why give Harry a six-year contract? Because he's one of the best forwards in the game. That's from uh, Resilia. Uh, ins and outs for next week. That's from MP, last one. Actually, Leonard Puglia here has said, watching Carlton is like having sex on a waterbed. On paper, it looks exhilarating and fun, but in reality, it's fundamentally frustrating and deeply unsatisfying. <laughs> I like that. Um, MP, ins and outs for next week. Who's about? So I didn't watch any of the twos. I heard... Paddy Doe is available. <laughs> he can't help himself. Um, I, know I, love, I knew it was coming too. But if you correct him, he ends up saying Paddy down. Uh, <laughs> Paddy up. <laughs> yeah, I, I think... Paddy this week gets a gig. Um, I just think for our general setup, there is a genuine opportunity for Kemp to get a run. I can't see how Fogarty doesn't play. So who goes out? You've named <laughs> four people to come in. Oh, Honey will go out. Are we just going to hope oh, that? Really? Oh, really? Are we yeah. just going to hope that they don't H- notice? Honey will be out. Ed Kerno will be out. I think no, Silvani will be given a rest, and there's every chance Matt Candy is the starting sub. You know what's funny, Tim? If so, I don't disagree with that. You know what's funny? If somebody had a said to you. Does Lockie Cowan go out? Not yet. He will need a rest soon. Yeah, that's fine if he needs a rest. Took a very good mark. He did. Yesterday. He I did. really It was a Heartland bit of a heartland handball. handball. If somebody has said to you, Tim, and, and this is being and Blake serious, Akers this is, is shit house. Fucking hell, you're Blake Akers. Lockie Cowan's playing his sixth game. He took a mark. Lockie Cowan's he's in, a, in a contested situation when the alternative was a St Kilda goal. Hold on. Let, um, me, check, let me check Blake's stats if he took a mark. Uh, was, yeah, it was 119 less games was the stat you were looking for. Yeah. Just, just can you find that as well? And probably on a quarter... <laughs> A quarter of what Blake's getting paid this year. 
A mark. We're going on a mark. A contested That's mark. enough now. A contested mark deep in defence. Yeah. It was a good mark. Lockie Cowan. Good yeah. mark. Very I've got good nothing mark. against the kid. No, uh, he, he's, like got, he's, having no, he's, at, no, he's having no impact. He's playing small defender, Fab. <sighs> yeah, Sean, what do you want him to be doing? All teams are attacking from defence. Yeah, but without Saad and Doherty, if you let Cowan go, I don't know who else is playing in their place. I, I think Cowan Kemp. is needing to play at the moment. Tim, Kemp. in closing, I've got a question for you. If somebody has said to you four months ago that Ed Kerno will play six games in a row for the Carlton Football Club, it'd be alarm bells, wouldn't it? Uh, it would be marginally concerning. You'd go, fucking what's happened here? He's yeah. getting selected on merit. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, Jesus Christ. you got a hot ear, ear, do you? When Tony handed over the cans, it was just, uh, it was, I don't know, it must have been very hot. Um, that'll do us for that. And that'll do us for this segment, I think, Mailbox. Thanks to everyone who wrote in. Very good um, responses this week. But we just, you know, as always, we just run out of time because we... Um, we fucking talk too much gibberish. It's, it's tight 45. That's what we... Johnny Rancler to finish us off. Have you got a Johnny Rancler, Faber Ganoush, Tim Davis? Feel free to exit this if you need to go and pick up your 20, 2007 Statesman. <laughs> um, do I have a Johnny Rancler? Not really. No. Fuck it. I had one. <sighs> I have him on the fly. Is I it don't... your situation with the whole... Your wife not buying you the Mississippi mud cake. <laughs> That's kind of a... Well, the m- one maybe thing I've gone too early with You've it. eyeballed it probably... I reckon you've eyeballed it all year. Birthday time rolls around. I'm going to get that Mississippi mud cake. <laughs> and then she's turned and gone, no, you're not. I'm no, going to make a cake. Yeah, but she has made the cake, but she's made her own recipe and she's made it from scratch. Again, so she's stepped I, up. Tim, Tim you're making it sound like that's a good thing. Oh, no. This could be an this unmitigated disaster. Trab, this Police is, can cook. This is the Yang Carlton. can cook. And if Yang can cook. This is the Carlton <laughs> so coaching situation in a nutshell. The Mississippi mud cake was Ross Lyon. And it's <laughs> sitting right there. You know exactly what it is. You know what you're paying for. It is what it says on the tin. And we've decided to go for the untried, made from scratch. How's this going to work? I don't know. I'll let you know. Because you, know you know what you're comparing it to. You're comparing it to the known quantity that is the Cheesecake Factory Mississippi Mud Cake. You know what that is. Timbo. I, I do, I do. Will you be getting your hands on a Giants-branded stress ball? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we did see that the other day, and you know, the fact that he pulled out the stress ball, I felt sorry for him because you know, clearly it was um, frustrating. Who they got this week? Uh, I will tell you. Why Johnny Raincloud? I've got two, actually. Um, so have you kept up to date with this single-use plastic bags situation? No, I'd know that Red Cycle, who were the producers of said bags, yeah, something went awry there. So the single-use plastic bags that are, you know, it was a thing on the project. They wanted to get use of them down at supermarkets. Mm. And this is a, a multifaceted Johnny Raincloud because when you used to go to the supermarket, they just used to give you a plastic bag or as many as you needed. Yep. And that was great. And they still had to buy them and they would have been buying so many of these plastic bags, the cost per unit would have been less than a cent. Yep. Would have been infinitesimal. Yep. And then all of a sudden the project said, oh, it's clogging up waterways and drainings and oh, fuck. And then all of a sudden the shops went, yeah, that's a fucking great idea. If you don't have a bag, 15 cents. Yep. So their profit margins, that's a fucking, like, what if is that? If anyone is scanning them through self-service. But is that a 2,000? I'll pay 15 cents when you're stacking it. I am paying for it. Is that a 2,000%, potentially a 2,000% profit increase from a bag that they were buying to give the consumer mm. and then all of a sudden we all just went, fuck, we don't have to pay for it. But these, these bags are supposed to be reusable. They're thicker and everything else. 
all you've done is make landfill worse. Worse. But more to the point, now they're apparently taking them away. So several supermarkets are doing this thing. It's going to be rolling out shortly that you can no longer get a, uh, a plastic bag at the shops. So if you forget, bad luck. You're carrying out. Bad luck. Two dozen cans. <laughs> You're doing an Audi, Audi style. Yeah. But at least you get bags to be able to put them in at Aldi. You just got to At least them. someone scans your stuff at Aldi. Sitting down. <laughs> Fucking hell, they it's, are the latest. It's not good. It's not a good look. It's not good. And then they'll wait for there to be like, do you ever notice at Aldi, by the way, mm. no one ever goes in and just buys like two items. Like, no. So I go in and buy like, if I ever go to Aldi, I go in and get like a couple of things. <laughs> we go with Aldi. I, I do. <laughs> Sean's saying Aldi with an accent. I'm the son. Yeah, I go in and buy like two, two, two things. four things. Max. And everyone in front of you has like 40 10, things and you're going what the fuck because they're saving but then all of a sudden their shopping's $300 they're more expensive they're shopping for the fucking like German Sport army <laughs> and you're going what is happening and my well, second saying that you can buy uh, military outfits you in can, uh, aisle two you can <laughs> yeah, I think uh, next week they've got a panzer tank as well he's going to pick that up uh, and then my last Johnny Raincloud is um, it's happening a bit lately this further for AFL commentators to be at the venue they're calling and you've got all these know-it-all dipshits that are like, I can tell, I can tell when they're not there. You were listening to Dwayne Russell. I was. And the Dwayne like, pipe. And you're just like, no, you What do we miss? <laughs> Dwayne was getting He's pissed like, well, off. He goes, what do we miss? What do we miss not being there? He goes, oh, well, you know, you just miss, uh, you know, the kick ahead of the play and the wall. And it's like, I think we need to do a Pepsi challenge. I've got a Johnny Rank. Call, tell us if and when what broadcasts were in the booth or at the ground and I don't think you'd be able to tell. This idea that oh, I'm such a I'm such a track watcher, I can tell. I can tell when you're not there. I, I think when you've been to when you've watched a game live and then you watch the commentary afterwards, if they don't have a feel for what else is going on and they're only showing you what's in the only talking to what's in the frame, I reckon you can tell that because they because there isn't a feel Tish, for the bigger. Tim. Yeah. Nah, the, maybe the special comments guys aren't picking up certain things. Yeah. Play by play, mate. They're just calling what's on the screen anyhow. Well, BT just goes off. The one that BT did the other day was when, um, I might have even said it on last pod, um, when Blixavs got nailed by um, Blixavs. Lloyd, Lloyd Meek. Um, yeah. And he got the knee to the ribs and he was down and hurt. And they're watching the replays. And, and, and Brian goes, oh, that's not good. He goes, oh, I really need to pay a free kick in that instance. And it's like... They did. <laughs> you go, what were you watching? Classic bristle. And you've gone, you make a great point. Uh, however, the, what it's you moot. asked for is exactly what happened. I yeah. get the feeling that BT just wanders. Oh, he's half doesn't pay attention. What was your Johnny Raincloud? Uh, uh, whatever your name is, Fab? I'm not going to blame the cameraman. I'm going to blame the producer. Okay. I might have used this before. That's my Johnny Raincloud. They zoom, they, they, they stay on a zoomed in. Or, or a particular angle for too long and you've got no context of what's happening. No context. Like, zoom out. But, but why are you following chain of handballs, player to player? Like, we don't know what's happening. it looks happening. more dynamic. It looks shit. Well, I don't disagree. My Johnny Raincat cloud. Cody Waitman was the starting sub for Western Bulldogs last week. Yeah, fuck, I thought you were going to be talking about his mark and your, your giants being denied the prestigious mark of the week. Bang on. So he comes on. It's his first touch of his AFL season at senior level. What's that got to do with anything? He, this is the point. He comes on. He takes a regulation mark. He had the sit. The player in front of him was static. He went up, took a nice mark. 
The only thing that you can say that's especially good about it is the fact that it was his first touch of the season. You're going, wow, wait, that's a nice little highlight. Harry Himmelberg stood on a bloke's head with two minutes to go in the game. Do you want to know the answer to this? When the game was on the line, he took a massive mark that was tantamount to Michael Roach's 981 mark of the season, has gone back. And the fact that he kicked the goal to win the game is neither here nor nor there. The fact that he had the touch on the goal line to be able to save the goal from Jarman Impey is neither here nor there. But that mark is 150,000 times better than Cody Waitman's. And what fuckwit Why do we was given the responsibility. Okay, because I'm going like to answer you, Timbo. I'm going to answer you. I like being recognised when it should be recognised. Why do we care? I'm, I'm going to I'm answer you. I'm still shitty that Andrew Cracker took Andrew Walker's mark of the year off him. Yeah. That's and it's the same bullshit. answer. It's voted on the website. Now, the Giants have, apart from Nadine and the kids, and four other supporters. <laughs> So no one has voted for him. So that's voted just for. Just rig it then. Yes, just they're voted for on the AFL website the AFL every week. The AFL should say, oh, we've Why counted you, the votes do you and recall, uh, Harry Himmelberg's won it. Do you recall when Carlton had Cripps and somebody else for goal of the year? And Josh Dacos won it. Because we split our votes. Yeah. We should have had as a community gone, which one do we prefer, guys? And given that person a chance. Because Josh Dacos' goal was regulation. Thank you. And that's why Harry Himmelberg, who should be in line for goal uh, mark of the year, didn't even get mark of the round. I think he can well, still win well, mark of the round. The, the, the one in round one, I still think the one that he took in round five was better than the round one one. But round one is still the clubhouse leader. Mm. So long as it's uh, judged by a panel and Luke Darcy <laughs> is not. Because Luke it's, Darcy it's fucked fun. it up last it's time. It's a popular... It's a, but why yeah. do, why do we, like, why do we care, it. though, Like ultimately? Because, because out of nine games last week in a game where we were shit ass, because there's that a big, was big the sound in Timbo's heart. <laughs> Speaking with that, wraps us up. They take the longest strides and the highest leaps. <laughs> They're stronger than the rest. They're stronger Timbo. than the rest. Uh, you're an idiot. Um, for Tim <laughs> Which Davis, one? Which one? <laughs> you both are. For Tim Davis. Always a pleasure, Sean. So, Prenda DJ this week. Prenda hashtag Prenda DJ. Give us your guests for, for Baganoush. Sorry? You were saying you kind of rolled in my outro with kind of what you were saying. Sorry. He was he, multitasking. Do you want me to do it again? Yeah. Do it uh, again. For Fabaganash. Out of that, Chittagatsi. Tim. Always a pleasure. You've already seen. GWS okay. playing Sydney. Bulldogs Collingwood the next three weeks. Sydney this week. Sydney, Battle of the Bridge. Then right. coming off a 93 Sydney, Bulldogs point and Collingwood. Collingwood. So no Bubba Ganoush for Nadine for a month. No. Goodbye, everyone. We'll catch you next time. Go, boys. Toodle. Me wine about nothing and everything all at once. I am one of those melodramatic fools, neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it. Sometimes I give myself the creeps. Sometimes my mind plays tricks on me. It all keeps setting up. I think I'm cracking up. Am I just paranoid? Am I just stuck? I went to a shrink to analyze my dreams. She says it's like a sex I'm bringing.